Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C, Certified Brewhead, and welcome to another episode of BOS Podcast, episode 39. I am here with two freaking awesome, attractive French gentlemen from the Wild Shack. Please introduce yourself, boys. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't all go at once. My name is Max. Straight to uh, the point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Remy. Okay, beautiful. So we're here in... Uh, that was, that was so simple. I love this guy. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here in uh, Oshelago. Um, so these guys are a, I don't like, we were talking about this before, I don't like to call you guys home brewers. I feel like that's borderline disrespectful for what you do because you guys are like professional home brewers or professional slash home brewers. So it's like, say, I don't know, semi-professional brewers. Okay. Glorified? Glorified. <laughs> Glorified home brewers. Glorified way. I like saying that. So can you guys give us a 30 second elevator pitch on the wild chat? Like what is it? What do you do? Like what um, are you about? We brew. You brew beer. <laughs> yeah, we love to brew beer. Uh, we're always been like sour fans, wild else fans, so we mainly brew with everything that is bread, pezio, lacto, right. sour stuff, wild stuff, a um, lot of saisons, a lot of IPAs. We don't brew much dark stuff, but it's mainly because it's not, not thing. Yeah, but it's mainly not what we drink normally. Right. So, and yeah, the washout just started because we wanted to brew our own stuff and get creative and it just kept going. Now we're here. Now you're here. <laughs> so I don't know where I can start. Should we Should we crack a beer first? We're going to drink a whole, like I think we've got nine different... Uh, yes, we have. I haven't counted. There's, there's a bunch. I, I think it's all. There's enough. It's going to be a problem. So <laughs> maybe we should crack the first one, then I want yeah. to start getting into some history and stuff. So what are we starting with? We're going to start with uh, Clema, which is a saison. Okay. Around 4.5% alcohol. Okay. Super smooth, dry up to the Waimea. Yeah. Belle Saison yeast. What's the hop? Waimea? Waimea. New Zealand hops. I was going to say, it sounded like... To me, it tastes a lot like a Clementin. Right? Yeah. Nice. I think it's a really, really is an underdog as for hops. Not much people use use Waimea, and we personally really love it. Right. Yeah. It's not too hard to get, and it's not like, you know, like Citra. You want to get Citra as a home brewer. Right. It can get tricky. You might have to order and get it through mail and blah, 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 because it's not always available. But white mail right. always is, and it's a great, luck great. To drink. Okay, amazing. <laughs> so um, this is a bit more, like, I guess more, um, well, I was going to say standard. I don't know if that was the right yeah. word. Yeah. As far as it's not, like, funky as hell. It's not, like, crazy, crazy sour yeah. or anything like that. We thought we would start you, uh, you know, Start off nice quiet. and light. So this is a, a, a pretty, do you want to talk us through this one? Pretty clear, a little cloudy. Well, it's really Ooh. classic saison, really, uh, really simple grain bill. Um, best saison yeast, which is, we don't use a lot of. Uh, actually, we mainly use culture of yeast, culture of wild yeast. Okay. We don't use a lot of um, a lot of regular leaf, a regular sac. Okay. And this is a dry yeast, available widely available, and we really love like the the, the fruity character it gets. Right. Okay. This is good. Can we go in? Can we go in? Yeah, I'm definitely getting let's do it cheers alright this is like one of the more chill saisons I've ever had as far as um, not super sweet it's no we sweet. don't it's uh, dry 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 interesting I that's how like, I like it it's 4.5% yeah. so it's, it's, re- it's still it's fruity really, 
easy, easy drinking, right? Yeah. You know, we love to crush beer, so this needs to be crushable. Mm. It's a little saison at 4.5. You don't want it bulky, you don't want it sweet. Well, no. we don't want it that way. No, you can't. Um, no, this is fantastic. I've never had anything like this before with, from a saison. I can definitely taste that uh, those hops. Super yeah. good. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, so, all right. So, how did you guys, can you guys tell us your story? Like, each of you, I want to know how you both got into beer and how... Like, what's the deal? Like, how did it end up here? Because, like, I don't know if we can cut to some B-roll, but you guys got bottles over the entire house. There's, like, yeast cultivating this cowboys. There's an incredible cellar, which we'll talk about after. Like, this, you guys, this is, like, clearly your life. This is everything. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us, like, your stories? Like, people seem to, you know, it's very interesting to see how people get into beer and what their kind of path is. Yeah, first, right. I start liking craft beer few years ago maybe 10 years ago I was working at uh, Resto Pub Saint-Genis where uh, at ETS where Mm -hmm. the guy from Alafu were doing their studies and we had we had some beer of Alafu there and I start drinking it and was like that's pretty good man where do you sell those beer other than here so they tell me to go to Coin du Lut. Mm-hmm. I went there and was like, whoa, <laughs> there's so much beer. I... So, and even 10 years ago, it was uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 Crazy. It was starting. Yeah. yeah. It was starting. I mean, from <laughs> it, a dude who was... It, it, it was crazy for a newbie. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, <laughs> if, if you're drinking like Coors and stuff and all of a sudden you come in here and there's like even like a hundred different beers, you're like, whoa. Like, I, I think in the last 10 years, the scene wasn't even on the shelf. Really, eh? At that time. Damn. So it was Tu du Ciel and Micro d'Orléans. Right. Uh, à just some big growlers. Pit Carbo, even just some big growlers. Right. Um, I started really enjoying beer and then I went to work at uh, Les Sagres. Mm-hmm. And I know this guy since forever. Right. He was looking for a job, so we hired him and I just past my passion right <laughs> so you brought Remy into it I was already drinking a bit of that right. beer you know like Unibrew like everyone in Quebec says forever right right uh, but yeah when I started working there with him like first morning we're drinking stouts like at 8 in the morning <laughs> me <laughs> and Max sharing a stout like yeah okay cool it's pretty good right? and but you didn't really know much about the, it the, I, I remember exactly the moment when I said okay shit I need to get more beer like this and you know how I tell I told you uh, we're not that much into dark stuff, but we yes. used to. You know, right. we drank a lot of it. I think we kind of grew tired of it. Right. Like something more crushable, less of a sipper. Yes, know? totally. Yeah. So uh, and one day Max took out from his closet. Um, Two-year-old Imperatrice from I think it was the first batch ever of Imperatrice in bottles, like the right. bourbon barrel hedge version. Right. And I really blew my mind, so I started, you know, getting some private imports and uh, just raiding stores for beer, stashing beer, aging beers. Right. And then I got my passport, started going to the States, started trading some beers, then we started brewing, and it just... Got out of control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you can that's tell. That's the right choice of words. <laughs> well, maybe it's totally in control. Who knows? Okay, that's fascinating. So how long, how long ago did the Wild Shack as a group, like, as a, essentially a, a professional home brewery start? Like, how did that begin? Uh, actually, at first, 
that was just me mm -hmm. because uh, well we always been brewing together but I went to one of my friends to show him how to brew we wanted to learn a bunch of stuff and I brewed like my first sours there my first mixed fermentation beer because mm -hmm. you know we've been reading about it and uh, getting information and uh, about brewing and wildies and everything for years before that right. so when I got into it it was like straight, let's go let, yeah. let's go to that like I had only a few brew under the under the belt, mm -hmm. and my buddy really wanted to learn to brew, so I went to his place, brewed two batches, and I called it the Wild Shack. Right. And was it a set, like funky sour? Yeah, sour? it was a bread IPA. Right. And a sour saison. The first batch mm -hmm. of Decepticon ever was my first sour, right. and later I went on drink. It's become the other. Like one. yeah. Damn. All right. Beautiful. Yeah. So since I called it that, and then me and Max wanted to like really brew a, a bunch more and get innovative and try a bunch of different stuff so we bought ourselves uh, like a really more legit kit so we mm -hmm. can brew 20 liters because we used to brew one gallon right well, that's like With eight beers yeah <laughs> wait a month to drink two eight people beers? eight beers like yeah, yeah. It's just, it doesn't work no it doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't, it's doesn't work it really afternoon. doesn't work <laughs> so when we start again we just kept the name wild shack mm -hmm. and we just start from there maybe Seriously, the, the real Wild Shack started maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Right. A year and a half. A year and a half. half. That's pretty... Uh, it's just where, we're, like I said, we're really informed. We read a lot. We have a lot of friends who brew. We've been in the beer scene for a while. Yeah. And we're also a bit crazy. So for the past year and a half, we've been brewing once to three times a week. Right. That's a lot. Like one most of brewer can brew 10 batch a year. Right. We can brew that in a month. Right. So that's how it escalated yeah, really quickly. Right. Yeah. So then how, so the reason I found out about you guys through Noah from Beerism, shout outs to Noah, and um, just because, just through his posts. So then we all met actually on the same night at yep. uh, the Spice Public a few weeks back. Oh, so we need to talk about the Grand Guignol. Is that how you pronounce it? Grand Guignol. Guignol, like the Northeast IPA. I, I mentioned it in multiple videos since then. Because it was so fucking good. Thank you. Uh, seriously, guys, like it's only the second true Northeast IPA I had, and like, like, I had it. I guess it was the week after I did. Um, Noah was yelling at me for storing IPAs too long, so I didn't really realize that I had these IPAs in my fridge. I had a heady for like three months in there. Um, Not no, you don't like, do that. yeah, I know that, and I messed up. So and then, it's over. It's um, over. <laughs> oh <laughs> so now I'm gonna drink them quick. So I had a I had a Sawdust City Juicin. Do you guys have have you had that? No. No, so it's fantastic. What I genuinely feel now was different because I had it out of a can. I don't know how fresh it really was, but compared to you, I feel like your mom was just like world class. So I'm still trying. I'm looking up there at the uh, treehouse cans and stuff. So <laughs> I'd love to have those bad boys side by side with your beer. But um, not us. <laughs> no, nah, too scared. Uh, kidding. Are uh, they worthy of the hype? Real quick on a, on a side note. Sorry. Are they worthy of the hype? Uh, depends what you mean for well. They were, were their reputation, that's for sure. When it comes to like trading beer, people are going crazy and it gets stupid for a $4 can of IPA. Right. But it's worth the reputation. It's really world class. Uh, Trillium and uh, Treehouse are yeah. magnificent. The, the body on the, on the Treehouse is insane. Right. And the hop character on the Trillium is just crazy, right? Yeah. Right. I guess but they're, they're both world class in body and aroma, but I prefer. Right. Trillium's aroma and uh, Trial's body. Right. Fair enough. Okay, that's a side note. Cause we'll talk about that more later. So yeah, we <laughs> met at Les Bas Public because you guys had this collab with them. Um, I thought that was super cool because from what I have seen, I think you guys were probably the first 
home brewers once again i still don't like using that for you guys but like to actually collab with a uh you know a, a known Actually, we're not the first. Not the first? No, no we're not. The first that I was aware of. Okay, yeah. so there's been others yeah. that have... No, we're uh, not the first. Actually, we have two friends that did that a few is times. That, but Matthias or any of those dudes? They uh, there's all, yeah, there's Matthias yeah. that did uh, this beer with uh, La Barbelie, if I oh, remember yeah. correctly. correctly. Nice. He's bre- actually brewing right now at Krunen. Uh, no, oh, you see? Jeez. Well, and there's, uh, well, well, there's Yves. Yves HP brewed with, uh, with La Spouse a few yeah. times. L'Institut, yeah, Martin, Martin from L'Institut who brewed with, uh, from the che- with Le Cheval Blanc. Oh. So, so there, there has been a few, but I yeah. think we're one of the first to do as many as that. Yeah, okay. And was... we have a bunch coming also, and it's, with different places. It's, it's, it's just a beginning. Right. You, and how. <laughs> we're not stopping. No. <laughs> when was the first um, collaboration with a, a larger brewery, like a commercial brewery? So it was, was uh, with Les Pauls Public. That one with the uh, Northeast? No, uh, no, no, no. Oh, that, that was the third one coming out. There's already a fourth one in, uh, in the fermenter right now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What were the first two? It's, it was the Steven Seagoes. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? <laughs> That's good. That I love ridiculous a, beer names. Which was a Goza, 100% yeah. uh, bread colostomy nice. with uh, lemon zest and pink salt. Jeez. And coriander. And coriander. Yeah. Nice. And what was that the was our first original collab. And what was the second one? The second one was a alligator. The the second one is not released yet. Yeah, so actually. So that so that means oh okay so it's because it's still sitting on it. Yeah. yeah. So you did that second, then you did the the IPA. Uh, the, 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 se- IPA. the second one we brewed was uh, was with uh, Pat at Sutton. Right. Okay. And it's sitting in barrels right now. Nice. All right, yeah. so we have to go into it. It's all secret. So how <laughs> how does one go? So for the homebrewers out there, like we've been really trying to push more of the homebrew uh, side of things. Just, you know, we're starting to get into it a lot heavier, and I feel like there's a lot of people out there who keep hitting us up, and there's a lot of you know people just into brewing it themselves. It's not that expensive, and it's a fun hobby to learn. So how does one go from you know nailing it at, at home? You guys have you know really got your thing down. You've nailed. You've niched into um, sours. How does it go from that to working with, you know, even, you know, you're not putting out bottles with these dudes yeah. yet, yet, but you're, you know, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Like, I, I can imagine that being like, even though if you weren't the pioneers of it, it's a pretty big deal to well, have commercial brewers want to put out beer with you guys and sell out in a week. Mm-hmm. So how did, how, how does that happen? Uh, well, actually, Max just went to uh, Simon from Lespaus and he went like, do you want to brew up? And he said, yes. <laughs> Two fish of the yeah, sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I know the guy from uh, the guys from Les Public for a while. You know we're right next to it. We live of course, yeah, right five minutes away from it, and yeah. we've been there since they opened. So you already had a relationship. Yeah. So okay. I just I just went to see them. Hey, do you want to do a co? Yeah. <laughs> Frank and Smalls. Yeah, sure. Let's o- do it. O- like- okay. Thanks. Let's <laughs> figure it out. And since we're brewing collaboration, we're always with the, the brewer or uh, like the New England IPA was brewed with actually the assistant brewer, right. Cal, mm-hmm. which we love. Hi, Cal. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> what up, Cal? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, since we're with them, they mm-hmm. know, you know, professional equipment is mm-hmm. not the same as home brew equipment. No, it is not. So it's all the pumps and stuff that... Dials, uh, yeah, and like, yeah. You you gotta wire, put everything together, and you, you're not sure about what you're doing. So that's what you we're, need them. Yeah, you need them for that, and now we're getting more and more like experience yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and has so there been the, a 
But for the rest, for like mashing, boiling, all it's addition, the same everything, concept, it's right? pretty like, much the same. There's a few little things you gotta know about uh, this and that, but basically, brewing is brewing. Right. So and if you brew on a shitty kit, and you get with that professional kit, if your beer is good on a shitty kit, it's most likely gonna be really good on a professional kit. Right. Okay. Because there's a lot of things that you don't you don't have to care as much about on a professional kit. Right. Because it. Like those, li- it like? those little things, like the air getting in your fermenters that can oxidize uh, your beer and yeah. stuff like that, because over there they have everything to purge with oxygen and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. So that's, that's a good thing for right. us. Yeah. So that learning curve, is it, uh, like it's pretty straight, it's not that steep, like as far as it's pretty easy to... It's, it's really all about the equipment. Right, that's the main problem. That, that's, that's the why... thing you got to learn again when you get on a professional right. kit. Okay. Because all the all the pumps, like I said, and everything, and uh, how to uh, to sanitize and wash everything with the, with the pump, and that's yeah. mainly what you gotta learn. You're not gonna learn again to brew, right? Because the, the, the technique, the uh, the grain bale, the hot bale, the fermentation fermentation time, and everything will stay same almost same. the same, right? Even for that, for fermentation, they have control temperature. Yeah, because they got the yeah. big you know, thing around. Here we choose like where we there. ferment in the apartment. Yeah, <laughs> put a little blanket over it or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, when when you come up with new recipes then, do you generally try, like, try them out at home first? Like, you make them at home and then you can bring, like, a bottle to a brewer and be like, yo, this is what I was thinking. Do you do that at all? Uh, depends. It really, it really depends. Okay. Like our first two collaborations were actually some of our homebrew recipes. Like really the same like recipe. Okay. Same recipe. But like the New England style IPA that you had, the Grand Guignol, yes, was actually, well, I did the grain bill and it was really based on every single New England IPA that we brew here, but it was not the same yeast as usual, blah, 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 Changed blah. It up. Not the same hops, <clears throat> and we really went collaboration style. Right. And the new one that's in the, that's in the fermenter right now, like possibly, is completely different. Really it. built on the spot with Simon. Okay, let's order that for the, the brew that's in three days. Right, so you haven't uh, tried, like you don't always try the recipes out on, a, on like a pilot brew before you go straight to like... If it's something that's really unsure is gonna work, or unsure how it's gonna taste, yes we are. Right. Yes we are. Okay. But when you know when we've been brewing the same styles for a while and you know where you're going, it's easy to build a recipe when you're used to it. Right. So yeah. it's, I, I know what little flavor I want and what I want. And you know how yeah. to like tweak it, yeah. like the yeah. real subtle flavors yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Does it get complicated? With when you start, because you guys are big on the sour, so therefore fruit. Um, when Scott and I have tried to do fruit and beers before, we've found that the flavor changes, or it's like a lack of consistency a lot. Like, is there some sort of secret to the fruit, or there's some sort of uh, way you have to introduce it? How did you work it? How we now, put, now I'm curious. Right. <laughs> say, how do we wort it? Uh, worked it like the fruit what, did, what did you like do when, with the fruit so one example we had a, we did a cherry vanilla porter which yeah. was probably the favorite beer that we brewed but we added like organic cherry juice in secondary either primary or secondary oh, you see like like that's uh, the problem juice get way more consumed than actual fresh fruit, fruit. itself okay you, you go fresh all the way fresh all the way uh, you, you're gonna wash you it to you, what you can do to like uh, kill the bacteria and um, 
uh, and break the molecules and get the juice out is freeze them on freeze them freeze them on freeze them ah yeah the and you, okay. you put the fresh root yeah. right on top of the beer you let it like marinate for, for it until bit? it uh, completely ferments all the sugar of the fruit mm -hmm. so it's not going to be like really the, the sweetness of the fruit but all the flavor of the fruit is that in secondary secondary yeah and, yeah. and you crush them or something say if it's cherries no, no, no. no you just let them in whole, whole well normally I'm going to act whole fruit yeah. because freezing on freezing freezing on freezing it's like yeah let's say you're oh. going to freeze on freeze apricots it's going to get like mushy that's for sure but oh. it's going to help like taking all the juice out and everything. so you don't even have you to you can uh, actually if you clean them really well you can go like straight up straight fresh up fruit but yeah just chop them a little to like get them open at least that's what you I mean. to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. put the flesh directly right. in contact with the beer Right. And for cherries, take out the stone of it. Because you don't want to yeah, you, you can actually keep a bit of stone to get a bit a uh, little nutty complexity. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's what we did with our vortex. So the apricot. For, oh. for the cherries, it's almost almond, a bit a bit vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that would have worked. Depends so, if you want that flavor. Yeah. Yeah. But too think, much is too much. Yeah. I think it had right. depth and complexity. Let's say on the, my on the vortex, I kept uh, one quarter of the pit. Right. Like true in the car bars with it. Right. So it has just a little dead, a little complexity, a little naughtiness. A little extra in there. Yeah. Huh. Um, that's what Cantillon do for their full fun. That's what they do, eh? Yeah. Okay, so juice <laughs> is a no-go. So go whole fruit, no juice. That is no-go. It's going to be more subtle. It's going to be more fermented. Yeah. What? Well, like for when it was more pronounced when we first made it, and then over time, it either dissipated or it got more tart. Like it was sweet yeah, and well, nice. Yeah, well, beer evolves. That's with everything. Right. Okay. But we normally we set our sour beers for so long on fruit, and acidity was, is going to keep the fruit way more lively than any other type of beer. Because low acidity is kind of it preserves the flavor. The flavor. Right. So is it that's better? why you put lemon on stuff that you won't want to go back. But, right. Right. Like an <laughs> okay. So then, is it better? Is it different? Say, like I said, a porter, which is not sour. There's no, you know, that acidity is probably a lot lower mm. versus a, a sour in general. Does it differ the way that you fruit those two? So, you know, even if you want to do a fruit IPA or something. So Not really. Like I said, it's just going to probably fade a bit faster. More so. So the, yeah. the sours kind of but we, hold it in. We like to sit our beer on fruit for months. Right. To really get the flavor deep in. Right. Yeah. So you guys are not messing around. Like, this is like some serious shit. Yeah. yeah speaking of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about y'all. Let's go on to the next. Nice. Tell us about this you, one, sir. You want to open it? Oh, do you know what? Maybe, but I will open it for sure. Tell, tell me about it, sir. Which one's this one? Saison de <coughs> it's baseball. Last saison so, baseball, like okay. the baseball season. All right. <laughs> Hoppy sa session saison forty yeah. IBU four point three. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, we wanted something really, really hoppy, aromatic mainly, on a little uh, session saison. You know something that you can crush during winter that's pretty uh, fruity, hoppy. That is, um, you know, really your everyday saison that you can do paints and paints and paints and not really get that drunk. Right. Just keep but get like the full flavor out of it. And you want right. something with more body, so we worked a lot with uh, with oats on this one. Okay. So that's why it's really cloudy and uh, it nice. doesn't look like a four-person saison. No, definitely not. I love labels, by the way. This is super flat. Thanks. Thank you. You guys sell these out of the house? So is that what you do? Like to friends and stuff? Like what do you do? Or you just give? This oh. guy. Oh yeah. So no, you wouldn't sell that beer without a liquor license. Not here in Quebec because you guys followed the law. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you can't sell them, bro. You, can. you know, we, we, put it, we put them available on our Facebook for people to pick up uh, samples. But they mainly drink them here and it's not, we never sell anything. 
Okay. You know, there's some people like that do a voluntary man. contribution, but I would never ask for any money to anyone. Really? Eh? No. That's really kind. Well, unless you go and drink us at less possible rate, but yeah. They <laughs> gotta got, got, got make a living. They gotta, hey, they gotta pay the bots <laughs> and talk us through this beer, boys. Definitely what's sweeter than the last one. Um, so it's hoppy. What did you hop it with? This is uh, Columbus, Eldorado, Azaka. Jeez, Alexi. Oh, you can Galaxy, oh, eh? Yeah. Let, let, me, let me check. <laughs> so I read something recently. It's it editing. <laughs> you know we drove so much stuff. Yeah, I don't know how you remember that. Uh, what? We, um, we've done so much dry up and everything in the last few weeks. I forgot topaz. It's Columbus, topaz, Eldorado, Azaka, and dry up with uh, Eldorado and Azaka. Okay, Azaka. I'm not proud of that one. Uh, American hops, really, really fruity, really, really fruity? fruity hops. One of the new hops I really enjoy. Okay. Yeah. It's the same yeast as the... As yeah, as yeah. Okay, so it's... Uh, definitely getting a sweeter nose. It's definitely a lot less dry. Not that much, actually. It's really because mm. of the body of the protein, of the oats and everything. It feels more round, I would say, yeah. but it's really not sweet. No, no, definitely not sweet. Okay, I expected sweeter. <laughs> expected sweeter. This is great. Definitely maybe, got the bitterness. It's maybe the fruitness of the yeast and of the ops mixed together mm. that remembers sweetness. Yeah. Because right. it's not sweet at all. No, definitely not. I like this one. This you is you have a little, it's really dry with a little resinous thing going with a lot of fruitiness, mm. little phenolic eating you in the back end. I like it. Mm. Um, I want to ask then, because uh, I was talking, I talk about this a lot, and since you guys are the experts, you will be able to answer it probably. So I notice whenever, and I'm not really noticing that in these beers so far, but there's an element that I always find in homebrews that I'm personally, I think it's, you probably already know where I'm going with this, that musty cardboardy yeah, thing. Maybe. I always thought it was from the plastic containers that we're using or like We some, don't use plastic. We don't use plastic. I use the glass, uh, glass cowboys and yeah. stuff. I would say that, I'd say that any like serious homebrewer should go with glass. Oh, glass. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because I guess you're getting all that Well, you, you know, air can get through glass. Like a little lid of plastic, air can get into it and that's, that's oxidation, that's... It can cause a lot of problems, infection and stuff. And plastic, if you want to do wild yeast, you do not use plastic because wild yeast is going to just, just sit in the little cracks in your plastic uh, and going to infect every other beer you're going to brew. So it's downfall. And um, yeah, I think it's all the little problems I talked about, like about home brewing that you can't control like a professional brewery. Like, uh, let's say you don't have an oxygen tank, you can't purge your, uh, your headspace, so there's... You know, you gotta put CO two on top of it right. to purge the oxygen out. Okay. So to keep it, uh, to keep uh, to keep it from oxidating and everything. But you're always gonna have a little oxygen, so it can create right. those little little of flavor. That's why I say, mm. if you're if you brew something really solid at home, on a professional scale, It'll if you do like it like really like you want it, mm -hmm. it should come out pretty solid. Hmm. Okay. Because you're gonna get rid of all those little things you can't do as a home brewer. Right. So technically, it's an imperfection then. Yeah. Right. But it's essentially unavoidable just by nature of the lack of professional equipment. That it's like, you know, I don't think it's unavailable because everything is available to a brewer, but it means investments. And right, right. You have to have different... So once in a while, you're going to get like those little tiny flavors that you mm. don't want in your beer that... It's, I don't find it like Conch bad. Hmm? It's not like I don't think it's like bad necessarily. No, it's, like, just I don't, you can... it's like you can. Oh, this is a homebrew. Yeah. Like if you drink like sometimes a homebrew side by side with the professionally brewed beer, I sometimes I'm like you can you can tell. 
Uh, we were That's why we're being really, really careful. We're trying to avoid this. To, yeah, right. Because yeah. I mean, you guys have been doing it long Every enough. Every little <clears throat> thing that we can do to avoid oxygen or whatever that could alter the beer, right. we're trying to do it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Not not take gravity all the time because you know they keep if, opening yeah, it up yeah. and stuff. If you want to okay. do wild ales. Patience is the, is the key. <laughs> right. You don't have to open it every two weeks, open it every three months. Right. Like when it's close already, yeah, you're going to check it a bit more often, but just avoid opening your carboys and trying to get simple because you want to taste it again. <laughs> when your friends taste it. Right, right. You got to do it once in a while, like take your pH and take a, take a look at your gravity when it's, where, it, where is it flavor-wise. And, but minimize. But, yeah. As... As much as possible. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So then another question on that. I also noticed that black IPAs tend to have that mustiness, like inherently as a part of the style. Does that make any sense to you? Uh, that same, like... I think it's the, you know, hops, fresh hops. If you're going to eat a pellet, it's really harsh. So hops with the, the terrified malt are really a bit harsh. Malt, right? yeah. I think this together get that little thing right. going. That would make that, sense. That's a wild guess from what I, my perspective is. Yeah, can depend on which black IPAs. Yeah. Yeah. For for example, the <clears throat> the black IPAs from uh, Ralbuck is just fruit bomb. Oh yeah, right. Hundred percent Simcoe. This is one yeah. of the great black IPAs that came out in Quebec. That and like the first batch of Thirty Cents Cascade Cascade and Pit Caribou. Okay, I think two of the best black IPAs that came yeah. out in Quebec. Yeah. Okay, I don't think I've had either of those. What was the first one? What's the brewery? Ralbuck. I think I know them. They make a tap takeover on January 29th at the Brouard. Oh, yeah? You should check this out. Yeah, they start sending more bottles into Montreal. Yeah. <coughs> right, Good where they stuff. are. Good stuff. Uh, Saint-Jean-Port-Joli, something like that. Okay, is that far? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, really far. <laughs> it's like a five-hour drive or something. Oh, okay, like, like really deep far. far. Really far. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of that, um, what do you from from your perspectives? So I know I didn't pour you enough. What are your? I'm a real man. I can no. pour myself. Hey, hey. I'm a, <laughs> um, what are you guys' perspective on um, on the Quebec beer scene? Like, how do you feel? I mean, you guys clearly, like you're saying, you travel for beer. You know what's popping everywhere else. How do you feel overall? In where does it stand compared to the rest of the world, or at least the other cities nearby? Uh, it actually depends on which styles. Where, where I think Quebec always been a bit behind, but we have a great scene. Okay, we have a great scene. We have great people, interested people, and uh, everything is evolving really, really fast. Seems to be that way. Yeah. yeah, but you know, like the US always been a little ten years ahead. Yeah, yeah, of, of the world. Uh, on you know, on New England, New England IPAs. Yeah, like the. No one like three that, three right? hours, two hours, they perfected the style. Here it's starting. Like very few and far between. Yeah. I can count them with, it's like less than like 10. Like Haiti was available 10 years ago. No. We, just, we just got there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, why, why is that? Same thing for Wild Ale and Sours. I think that they're... Because America's fertile. got that. And let's yeah. not talk about Belgium because... That's a whole other story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like they got Belgium like... It's been I, centuries. Yeah, no, yeah that's literally, it. right. Like, yeah, of course you can't compete with that, but we're getting there. It's just it keeps getting better, and right. and for that, for us, it's exciting. Like that's right. why we want to take, we want to be one of those people, like just ahead get, of the game. Yeah. So just on, trying to get the the the, the beer scene just better and, and better and better and push it and yeah. do uh, new things to to continue that. So okay, so then because 
when you guys did the Northeast IPA, like I'm obsessed with that right now just because <laughs> I haven't been able to have these damn beers, right? And they're in my face on Instagram constantly. Uh, we'll brew more, so, promise. Thank you guys, thank you. Thank you. Um, so the, the fact that I can think between Ontario and Quebec that I'm most familiar with, I can count on one, maybe, you know, maybe five to seven different uh, Northeast IPAs that I'm aware of. And I ask everybody about it and I feel like people are telling me if it's around. So the fact that out of... Ontario has the most breweries, I think, in Canada and Quebec is pretty close but second, I think. Something like that. There's still like... Uh, let me count, I'll be right Please, down. please. There's like literally hundreds. I think there's like four or five hundred or something in Ontario. Yeah. Something like that. Like a lot. And if it, if there's so many breweries but there's only like five to seven Northeast IPAs when right now that's where the needle's moving. That's where the trend well, is in the States. Uh, have you, haven't you noticed know the transition? I said that was. First batch yeah. Jusu was clear as day was a like regular IPA and it's now moving. it's juicy it's right. really northeast style right like they're but they're catching up slowly yeah, yeah. but okay so two questions but, you know you, when you're brewing that much beer that quantity you gotta tweak your recipe you can go like Constantly. okay to, tomorrow I brew, a, I brew a northeast IPA I never did that right so you gotta they gotta test it more yeah, because they have a reputation gonna do some tests, they're gonna Get it there slowly, and then boof! Oh, suddenly, Jutsu is like the juiciest beer ever had. All of a sudden, okay. So, <laughs> why? Like, are you guys because you're sort of home brewers, and you're not like it's not you don't have this sort of like the same constraints that a professional brewery has? Does that make you more flexible and nimble? Meaning that if you of see a trend, we, we, we you can do whatever. Qu- yeah, small quantities. Right, small quantities, and there's less. I'm not going to be stuck with the uh, 1,800 liters of beer that nobody wants because I fucked it up. Right. Okay. So. Then, <laughs> Why do you think that, like, like from if you're in the beer industry, like I'm like a media or whatever you want to call it, so I'm just watching as a fan, and I'm looking at, like, at least the past six, maybe 12 months, like I've noticed that Northeast IPAs are just taking over my Instagram mm-hmm. feed, all the people I'm following are obsessed with it. Not even just those guys, but, like, Monkish in LA and, um, I guess, Night Shift, Bissell Brothers, all those, like, other breweries are, yeah, they're all are really in that trend. Yeah. So I was just, I'm curious as to why do you think... It takes so long for somewhere like the breweries out here to catch on. I'm not just I'm not shitting on anyone specifically. Like, why is it taking them so long? So only a couple of them have done it. I don't think it's that easy to run New, new England IPA. It's okay. really like even from water profile, you gotta go Certain so things, right? a totally different idea. Right. Like even just for treating your water. Right. If for the grain beers, totally other story than you know those. Uh, West Coast IPA that we're used to, like right. those sweet caramelly IPAs with like a high bitterness. Like a it's a total opposite, like fluffy, right. juicy body with a lot of ritual sugar, but it's not caramel. That is just like, it's just round and uh, like fluffy in your mouth. Stop and, it. And Stop you, it. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of like that, that really like, most of the time, grapefruit-like yeah. bitterness, you're gonna have like that tiny, tiny little resinous bitterness with a lot of big, 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 big fruit. You're gonna right. not gonna put almost any hops in the boil. You're gonna do like hop stand and two dry right. ups. You know, dry up at the end of fermentation. You're gonna use a um, like luculum powder or something. You're gonna use a yeast that's gonna normally like regular West Coast IPA yeast are gonna attenuate a lot. Right. Not the uh, the, the yeast you're gonna use for doing uh, IPA to leave some residual sugar, even if you're not using stuff like caramel malts and stuff. You're right. gonna have that sweetness by not attenu- attenuating completely. Right. 
And then with the first dry up, with those kind of low flocculation yeast, you're gonna get like big A's and you're gonna work with so much more proteins, which right. means you can get a stupid mash stock. Right. So yeah, like a lot intense? of oats and stuff like that. So it sounds like so a much more complicated process, yeah? Yeah, like, I would say so. And, and oxygen and neuron IPA, like, like homebrew scale, I think it's one of the hardest things to do. Right. I'd rather do a sour. It's gonna take me a year and a half than doing your England IPA on my own brew kit right. because oxygen and those kind of beers like it's gonna oxidize so quickly. You put it in bottles, three weeks later it might it's be gone. brown and without flavors, and you have no right. idea why except oxygen. But they don't have it. That's why New England IPAs can be in kegs. So if I you do it own brew style, do it in a keg. Hmm. Avoid as much oxygen as you can because you might get trouble. Right. It's, 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 it's really not, you know, IPAs is the first thing we ever brewed together. Yeah. First thing, like regular old school IPA, like uh, four years okay. back. Right, and right. Wasn't hard. Right. Brewing a new England IPA is... Different game. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but for your base question about yeah. the styles and Quebec is a bit too late. Yeah. I think the law with the SRQ and stuff, there's, <clears throat> we don't have example of New things, yeah. Of new things, of right. beer from the States, of uh, New England IPA. The first New England IPA was probably the Nordé, or probably. the first batch of uh, IPA from the Tromuscata. Right. But they knew the beer outside. But for most mm. of the brewery, it's a small world. They say, oh, they're doing that, they're doing that, we're going to try to do But something like that. Within the province, they're not looking outside, they're looking yeah. like, right. Yeah, it's a, it's a small <clears throat> community, community and it's really into itself because we don't have access to a lot of beer from yes. everywhere, yeah. except, you know, except from the SRQ, which have nothing. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, right. drive, you drive to any LCBL, you're going to find beer from the States, from Belgium, from uh, Germany, from everywhere. Yeah. And here we don't get that. We only sell our own beer. Like right. Bose, they wanted to sell here. They had to open an office uh, yeah. here. A warehouse and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. We, we, so that, that's how they were. So they're kind of putting us back, I think, that way. Because, hmm. you know, when you get a, like a really, really different kind of beer that's what you're used to, that comes from the United States, no, it gives me an idea. Right. That, that's why we started doing trades and stuff and uh, because we wanted to, to try everything. Of course, right? Yeah. So you guys were proactively going after these new styles and like, because I, 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 you can use that same, um, like, why aren't the brewery owners doing the same thing? Like, you think it's like, it's like research and development for your own yeah. industry. So yeah. they should be looking at, you know what, we're here in Montreal, we're an hour and a half from Burlington. Like, yeah dudes here I don't know maybe um, it just makes sense to me they should be like alright where is this going now I understand that America is like 10 years ahead and we're only just getting on sours and blah 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 maybe Canadians taste profiles aren't ready for it yet and maybe I'm just getting too excited because I'm a beer nerd and I want to see more of them here but I'm just I know I feel like that I'd like to see more tests of the market that's why I like what you guys are doing because you're doing crazy shit and and that, that, it, I think that's why people Are attracted Here, to you, right? Yeah, things we do crazy shit. When compared to the states, it's probably not that crazy. Well, it's not, it's it's more well, you you you're gonna see more of it in the states. You're gonna see here. That's why people get a bit more excited about like oh, fruit right, sours and rare. stuff. Because over there in the states, it's a lot of brewery doing that. Yeah, there's a lot of it. Mm. Of course, so they don't brew it 
just like we do, and it's uh, every brewery has its own taste, its own of course, little things. Little but like. when you're um, when you're you're not used to it, of course it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. We've been drinking stuff in the states, like you know they got Casey's High Project, uh, like a lot of Lambics and stuff like that for years. So for mm. us, it's just what Stay. we love, right? Yeah. So you're just moving on from that. Speaking of that, let's. Uh, I can fact. see three empty glasses. Here we say fact. 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 Yeah. <laughs> is that, uh, we learned that in French class. Is that like the thing when it's like... Uh, no, you uh, didn't learn that. It's pretty, pretty much slang. Oh, okay. What is it? Fact mean... Uh, is it like... A, for, like so, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a slang to say so. So, okay. what so, are we drinking? Yeah. Right. So, what's the... Fact, qu'est-ce qu'on boit? So, what are we drinking? So, say here, if you only say fact... There's a beer game cracked. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I get it. What's what's the uh, the uh, full let's version? Let's do a bit. Uh, let, let's do something. Let's try something. Are we doing something crazy? Nothing's crazy. Nothing's crazy. Let's do a test batch. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's a problem right now. This is a Stalin dry hopped. T- what was I say? Tart ale. Tart ale with topaz and azaka. Yeah. But three IBUs, 4.2%. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm not scared. Three IBUs. I like this fact thing. I didn't know that. That's dope. Like, isn't it for Sakura or something? Like, it's got, it's like a short, that's like a combined version. To mean what? Like, remember they taught us in French, like, to like saying so, but it's like, fact, no. Like, oh, yeah. no, we, we but it's still slang. You, it's still you, slang. You don't like, write fact. No, no, but you, the, what's the full version of it? I know we're talking about French grammar on a beer fact. podcast, but like. Um, so what are we doing? In fact, qu'est-ce qu'on fait? Right. What are we, so what are like, we drinking? You don't remember fact, what I'm about? Okay, we'll talk about it later because people <laughs> that don't care about uh, French grammar right now, we're, we're drinking beers. It's not even French grammar. It's, it's just French grammar. slang. It's French slang. Or lack thereof. All right, so a dry hopped tart ale. Yeah. This yeah. is cloudy. Oh, yeah, pretty, pretty much. You can so, say it's sour. It's just not as sour as a real ooh. sour ale. Okay. Yeah. Break it down. Oh, this smells like hops for sure. Yeah, it's not ready yet. Okay, so this is early days. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit young still. Okay. But let's say in a week, it's gonna be. It's gonna be fire. Right, exa- exactly where it needs to be. And how old is it? Is this the one you're saying that's maybe like a week, week and a half? Old yeah, 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 yeah. Why is it called? And it's carved in the bottle. That's why it needs like oh, all this bottle, conditioning yeah, yeah. and. And it's just, since it's really dry up, you know, uh, us at first can show a little bit more green than they normally do. Yeah, right. Green or harsh or... Yeah. We'll, we'll let it stay for probably another week and it's just going to be... Juicy. It doesn't smell too juicy. Harsh, no. So basically right. this is brewed a bit like a Berliner, so... Oh, I love those. Berlin Weiss is yeah. uh, super sick. Yeah, well, it's it's brewed like that. It's a uh, kind of the same beer, uh, same grain beer, mainly wheat. Okay. And um, yeah, we sour killed it with lactoplant aroma that we actually got from probiotic pills. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is a sour? What's kettling? Sour kettling? Uh, it's actually uh, you you want to drop down the pH with lactobacillus, and lactobacillus loves heat. Okay. They love it. So you're gonna. Try and get the oxygen. Take you're gonna want to keep the oxygen out when you're doing this because you're gonna get the worst move and the weirdest flavors you've ever seen in your life, like right. baby diapers and like huh. vomit and nice. you know when a Berliner, a, a, not a good one, but yeah. a shitty Berliner tastes like vomit. That's yeah, why. That's why oxygen got in, and you're Damn. gonna you're gonna <laughs> leave your uh, 
your word before boiling it mm -hmm. for about 24 to 72 hours. Okay. Damn. Around 110 Fahrenheit. <coughs> oh, constantly. Oh, yeah. Constantly with the lactyl. So that's kettle souring. Yeah. And then the pH is just going to... Most of the drop right. of the pH is in, is in the first 24 hours, but mm -hmm. if you want to get an extra 0.1, 0.2 drop, you can Keep leave it a, a, a bit longer, yeah. And why do you do it like, I guess it's just like in, you're making it a faster process as opposed exactly, to sitting exactly. in a cowboy for a year. Exactly. Huh. If you're going to go with like a real blend of lacto, pezio, and uh, bread, and and you want it really sour, you're going you're gonna to need time. Normally, we... We haven't bottled a long run sour under 10 months. Shit, that is sour. Oh my god. That's not that sour. That's not sour. Man. Oh, I know, I know. It's just because it's like <laughs> shock compared to the other stuff. Right? <laughs> mm. Wait um, for the other sours. Oh, be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> so, me and Scott, we always talk about this. We went uh, in about 2011, I believe, 11 or when we were first into craft. We're only about six years into this craft stuff. And we went to um, Detroit. Did a trip to Detroit, so we went to Ann Arbor and we went to Jolly Pumpkin. Didn't know what it was. Yeah. Never had a sour beer in our life. We bought a whole <laughs> bunch. I think we bought eight different beers. So we're bringing them back and we're splitting them. We're drinking like, what was wrong with this man? Like this tastes awful. Like, the fuck? We almost drain poured it. We're like, all right, let's just get through it. And we just kept doing it. And we're like, this is the worst brewery ever. I don't understand. They all taste off. And like, just the, and then we realized yeah, it was down the track. Yeah. And now and we and now we fucking love them. But <laughs> and they don't market it that really like no, as sour. They need to, bro. It's like misleading. Yeah, and it's just like pumpkin ale. I'm like, there's no fucking pumpkin but in they, this. They, like they may need to wild more than sours. Hmm. Either way, they they need to let people know. But because <laughs> there's people who, who could be trying it like us, we were new and we weren't ready for that. And then we were almost then we were turned off them. But then over time we got into sour. It took us. I feel like sour beer is one of the more acquired tastes. I feel like you probably get into. I mean, everyone's different, but I feel like you're more likely to get into like hot bomb IPAs before you're going to get into sour beers. Uh, depends. It depends for who. It really depends. Yeah, it's so different. You, yeah. you know, some people <clears throat> always been into like those sour candies and then drinking like. Good point. Uh, like a lemonade, like fresh lemonade, homemade lemonade with almost no sugar. Yeah, some yeah. people like really love acidity. Like there's some people like really like bitterness. Right. Like, so it's... You, you want to hear something? My first paint of IPA couldn't finish it. Your first which one? My first paint of IPA yeah. ever couldn't finish it. As this guy. Yeah. yeah. It was so funny. It was the. <laughs> and, and now I drink the same beer today. I'm like, where's the hops? Yeah. <laughs> Where are they at? Where you guys? At? Like this is not hobby enough. It was a sabotage nice. from Benelux. Yeah. And for me, at first, the sabotage for yeah. Benelux, like, like years oh, back. Oh, I totally had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the first time I had that, I was like, so bitter, I couldn't finish my paint. Okay, I was a bit drunk. But, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, and you were new. And the night, yeah, I was like, no, can't finish it. But I liked it, but it was kind of too much for me. And now I drink it, and I'm like, can I have the ops with that? <laughs> like, this is, yeah. Like, so your palate is, is, is yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's changing, it's getting used yeah. to it, it's... Interesting. So what do you think of this one? So this one's great. Um, I like this one a lot. I'm a, I'm a hop guy too, as you know. So anything with hop, I love this like these type of sour and sour. And you was about today. The hops is yeah. It's like it's, I feel I can see what you're saying. I feel like it's young, and I, I feel like that it'll just round middle, out a little yeah. bit mellow. Just mellow out a little. Yeah, yeah. I really like this. This is fantastic. Like you guys are three for three. <laughs> Wait, it's just, just like, wait, more. Yeah. No, fuck, yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to take a break at some point. We might need to like, have a water break. You, you want a paint of water? Uh, not just yet. I'm okay. Are yeah. oh, you got something? Uh, yeah, I got, I got you. Oh, you have to wash it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. We'll do that soon. Just right now, we're just Warm escalating, escalating, yeah. bit by bit. Yeah, you want to do it slowly. slowly, slowly but surely. 
for absolutely surely. Okay, that's dope. Um, what other? Do you guys have any other like collaborations that you're kind of working on now that you can talk about, or is it? Um, I don't um, mind talking about it. Are you allowed to? <laughs> uh, keep in mind, this is not going to come out for. Uh, oh, hang on, about two two weeks. Okay. So you, I don't know if that makes a difference in time. We 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 can say we can say what it is. Okay. Well, we can tell you that uh, like we're going to be on tap at the Wissenbursa anniversary. Okay. Collaboration with uh, the Wissenbursa Labnet. Yes. Amazing. But I can't tell you what it is. It's going to be announced soon. Yes. They don't right. want us to tell. <clears throat> they threatened us with our lives. That, yep. Can't tell. Fair can't enough. Tell. The only thing you can tell is going to be up as fuck. Okay. <laughs> and you can quote that. Happy as fuck. Yeah. Okay. So vice versa. That's the February 4th yep. event, right? Uh, like we said yep. earlier, you, you said what's kind of secret was not really. We have that, that collaboration with Pat, the second one we ever brewed. Yep. That is sitting on four uh, Chardonnay barrels right now at the brewery. Nice. It's going to be a blend. It should be in bottles. We should do a little event in Montreal okay. for the release of it. On that, um, yeah, it's still months. Months away. Oh, really, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, okay, this no is rush. a real one. This is four barrels treated differently. Uh, all four all, different? Yeah. Ooh. Two of them are only bread. Yep. Two different kind of bread. One is a mix, one is one bread in particular. The other two are like bread plus our, our souring strings or our own strain of souring nice. that we use for uh, our long run sour. Actually, uh, the first one, since we developed that our strain, mm -hmm. the first beers are coming out. Okay. Uh, out of this, like the first one just got bald, 10 month old. Right, so the trying. fridge right now, I don't think it's ready. So Not ready that, so we won't go there. We might give it a try to see. Okay, that's a great question then. So, your house strain of yeast, yeah. how does one make a house strain of yeast? There's a bunch of ways to do it. Is that what's going on there? Uh, Which this, is is actually 12, this is actually yeah. a bed of 12 strains of bread. 12 strains of bread? Yeah, what's that but do? actually, this is uh, something that we wanted to try. This is omega yeast. They do a, a strain that's called all the bread. Older friends. Which is 12 strains. Can't even tell you what are what it is. all right. the 12 strains. Okay. But I got excited. 12 strains of bread. Like, yeah, I'm in. So what do you do? Just chuck it all in? Is that what, what's... I don't know anything about like cultivating Well, it's yeast, a little so. pouch of yeast. I've prepared right, yeast water. that you're going to... No, you're going to start... You're going to do like a little brew if you want. A starter with... Uh, <laughs> oh, like with, you with extract. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. going to do extract. You're going to... So that's like a, it's just like a little batch of beer to like step yeah. up the cells. So it's like to be... Right. Just yeah, you have a story right over there, just going. There. Okay, so to make your own strain of yeast, what's the process? It's, it's, without getting too nerdy it's about not it, really it's a, or strain. It's a blend of different strains. Right, that so it's still evolved in a little uh, jug like this. Y'all can see this bad boy. <laughs> right. It kind of evolved and balanced itself and got all the flavors that we wanted for the different strains that we added to it. Okay. So it got, got to a point which is really unique flavor because all of the strains came together and all the, the more powerful getting more. Right. Yeah, so, so it gets like that. unique. Yeah, because it's just a blend of a lot of different strains. And the, you can see how they play off against each other. Exactly. And, like and different then, flavors will come forward. And Exactly. Oh. So you're going to get, and since you're going to feed it often in your little culture, mm -hmm. It's gonna what mutate. Is it? It's gonna evolve. It's gonna get to a point. It's just one yeast, if you want. Right. It's all those strains and blended together. Right. <coughs> Say if you and we also did a spontaneous. Spontaneous. Yeah. I've heard of that. What does that mean? Uh, it's the technique for lambics. It's okay. actually cooling a wort at the ambient air. 
without right. without a cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a cool ship. Yeah, right. it's exactly cool ship. Right. It's the same thing. We did a culture out of that. We we took a little bit of work. We let it cool overnight mm-hmm. right here. And we... Uh, to see whatever pops into yeah, it. Yeah, and the... we're actually working on that right now. And we'll see how it tastes, how it smells, and if we use it and we keep it. Okay. So that might become the... Or spontaneous. Right. Culture. Okay, so you're going to have yeah. multiple, like... I like I the idea of calling them house strains, like yeah. cultivated yeast strains that you guys have made now get like that unique taste that you want right so then once you've got them I assume that you're able to replicate it so say if you've nailed a recipe like I don't want to call it a recipe you've nailed a yeast strain like you've combined it you've let it sit for months and months you're like alright this is this is our yeast strain that we're going to keep you can replicate that as a home brewer it can be difficult to get a or is that one of the best to send it to yeah well we can have friends for that so we're lucky if I wanted I could Find one of my friends like freeze it at the minus I don't know. Oh right, it's one of those like <laughs> to like really keep it like yeah. the way it is right now and like duplicate it whenever I want. Right. But as a home brewer, yeah, it's gonna keep evolving. Right. If you want to do this at home and you don't have like the the, the lab back back, back yeah, yeah. background, yeah, it's gonna keep evolving. But still, you're gonna have your own flavor evolving. That's just, it's always going to be something so that's gonna not going to taste exactly like something else. It's not going to taste that that other guy who uh, bought that Y.E. strain to ferment his sour hell. Right. You're going to have your own mm. blend of strain that mutates and tastes like your stuff. So right. that's your brewery signature. Yeah. Right. That's so mainly that, that was right your idea. Now. That's what you're trying we're, to figure we're out. We're starting right now, so when we got to get bigger... We're going to have our own signature from the beginning. Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. People are going to taste it and say, oh, it tastes like the washer. That's amazing. So, so it's kind of... For once, I... Yeah, yeah right. So you can use it. And would you... When you... I yeah, know, right? Go catch up, bro. Shit. <laughs> yapping, yapping, yapping. <laughs> when you... Because um, my first thought when it comes to this yeast strain is that uh, Rogue Beard Beer. Have you guys in the US ever had yeah. that? Uh, no. Never tried it. So good. Never so tried it, but yeah. Good. Yeah. So well, I, I, yeast is everywhere. You're, you're, yeast uh, everywhere. Yeah. Every, you're breeding yeast right now. Right. So you're like, breeding a lot of breath right now. Yeah, right. I can imagine. <laughs> I feel it. I can taste it. At least twelve strains right yeah, there. Minimum. So. <laughs> so like they were able to cultivate that yeast from his beard, just like y'all doing there. But then they were able to probably make enough to replicate it. Mm-hmm. So is that like because they sent it to a lab and the lab is like, here is this yeast. Here's like ten thousand versions of it. And you can use it forever exactly Actually, as, as soon as you have just a little bit like 10 can, milliliters of that yeast you, you can, can start, replicate it yeah you can start building it because it's just every time you brew a batch of beer because it's in the words working and yeah. uh, if you give it even better if you give it oxygen like mm-hmm. in the starter you're going to give it a lot of oxygen because the cells are just going to duplicate right and just so you can I can so start from uh, little... 20 milliliters and brew a 600 liter beer and from that yeah. so you can like once you've got your perfect yeast, all you need is just a little bit and yeah. you can like freeze that one little yeah. bit or something and then keep but making you know, it again from that just when you you buy a pitch of bread from a, a commercial uh, yeast company they're gonna give you enough to put in secondary after everything is fermented it's never gonna be enough to do 100% bread right. and when you're gonna brew 100% bread you want a lager pitch which is over L pitch which is one and a half as much cells which is maybe 10, 15 times as much yeast as you got from the vial. Right. But you can step it up with little starters and giving it oxygen and then just decant it, start again, 
Right. And then duk, 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 you got as much more and more and more and more yeast. Right. Okay. As long, but as long as you're able to replicate it, once you've nailed that wild check flavor, you're like, this is us. Yeah. yeah. And then you're able to continue to do that. Yeah. And then even as you grow and, you know. Yeah, exactly. You can do that. So that was actually coming to my next question. So what's, uh, what's the ultimate goal? Like, you guys want your own, your own place, your own brewery, your own brew pub? Yep. Like, what's the, yeah? It's to brew beer that we like. Right. How That's w- it. It's to brew and share. <laughs> brew and share. So are you looking to do that uh, so that you don't have to work any other jobs and like you guys want to own a facility? That, that, that's a dream, right. of course. Of course. Of course. Right. To have a successful brewery and be able to share what we love doing and be paid for it. Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> are you, uh, and it's not, it's, it's not even about the money. Seriously, <clears throat> give me less money I'm doing now to do what I love. You good to go. Oh yeah. I'll How go. far off would you guys say that you are from? Uh, uh, we're actually we're supposed to start a business plan. Yeah. After you good. leave later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm hold no, you to but, that. Uh, we started talking about it, and yeah, we have got a few ideas. friends that we might get in business with later coming, and we're gonna talk about it. And right. We're starting right now. Right. Good. Good. We, want, should. we, we should, actually the collaboration was kind of just. Want to was, do something personally, mm-hmm. and then it's just people loved it, and we started doing more and more and more. So we're at that point, we realized that we can't. You're onto something here, we, right? We just have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, people are doing what we're doing, so why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. Has that been inspiring working with these guys at professional breweries? Like, of course, you're learning stuff, but is it man, like man, like we could totally do this? We have the skill set, we have the passion. Oh yeah, and like, by, well, what what is fun to see people from the industry taking us other the stuff is, and uh, you know when we first did the meeting for the first collab with uh, Les Fons Public, Frank and Simon, yeah. Frank, which is one of the owners, Simon, which is his yeah, brewer, mm-hmm. came here and drank some of our beer, and they, were and like, they decided the first two uh, the first two collaboration. Right, like so Frank drank our Goza and was like. We need that. We need, no, no, right we need to brew that. Right. Nothing else. That. <laughs> and then Simon drank uh, what, with what became the alligator ass. Right. And it was like, oh, this is my jam. <laughs> we need to do <laughs> that. Right. So, right. We're, so, okay. We've done both. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's probably a good thing you can just and bring guys here and you've got everything you need in this place. It's like a beer, like heaven. It's insane. <laughs> so it's perfect though, right? Yeah. Like for, and it's fun. Like Simon was... Um, which is such a sweetheart. He yeah. keeps saying that we brew the best beer in Ashlaga. The guy is, the guy right, is right, brewing right, right, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's fun big, to man. hear and it's, yeah. it motivates us. And time, even even like constructive criticism, like this, that's what I didn't like about this one. It just keeps us going. Right, and there's no... Guess, like, let's get better. Right, and that's what it's about. It's yeah. not like yeah. taking it's a personal... It's that thing. one little mistake that we did on yeah. this one. Yeah. It, it's cool that people tell us, hey, your beer is fucking good. But I prefer to hear, in your beer, there's mm. that, that, and yeah, that, that I do not like. I really, really appreciate when people like our beer, but I even even appreciate better yeah. when people say, mm, there's that, yeah. this weird. We like sharing it to picky people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, no, that's That's, that's why Max always brings some to Vincent Versa, to the sommelier, they right, send some like, to the people at Dunham. Uh, like every people in the beer scene that we know are picky and they're gonna re- they, that are really honest and straightforward about yeah. what they think of the beer, we send balls to. Right. That's, uh, that's how you get better. <clears throat> yeah. Don't don't take it personally. We all do mistakes. We all 
Yeah, right, well, why not tweak it? We'll fuck things up. Yeah, happy. We guys, we fuck things up. <laughs> we met. I'm bringing the beer and I say, please destroy it. Yeah. Right. Like a programmer. In, like in break those words. Yeah. Right. Translation. Yeah. In those <laughs> words in French. So right. they, they, always, they always point out like what they like less about the beer. But most of the time it's positive. So it's right, fun then, like, to have positive like, feedback yeah, cool, cool, but really but professional like, brewers yeah. like Dunham or... They're amazing. Dunham is Dunham. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's sick. Um, do you... F- what? What? How important do you think it is being a home brewer for people who want to get in the beer industry? So say if you want to be a brewer, like do you think people should... There's two routes. There's the home brewer route and then there's the school route from what I understand. Or you just get a job and you just get taught at the brewery. Which... What do you think is the ultimate way? I think the home brewing way is the best way. Why? Because you get to experiment whatever you want it's like learning on the job yourself right and everything you're gonna pick up from you know at school it's it's worse it's not experiments right like you're gonna test it like you're not gonna test all of it or you're gonna need years of school brewing and it's what it's three weeks yeah something like that for that little I would recommend to anyone that want to go to brewing school Mm -hmm. to home brew for a couple of years before see how much they like it yeah test stuff yeah read a lot Test a lot of stuff. And learn from your mistake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. We all done batches. Right. We all Everyone did. messes it up, yeah. Yeah. I think you it's really cool. poor batch. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I, mainly when, I personally think that mainly when you talk about brewing to someone that doesn't know anything, anything. about brewing, you can, you can know beer from drinking it since forever. If you've never brewed, if I talk to you about brewing, you're going to get lost. Right. So if you never brewed a beer in your life and you go to brewing school, I think you like, just yeah, 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 yeah. It's too much. Well, that's what Martin from his time said. Don't you remember? He said like I was brewing f- for a while yeah. before going to do that little little thing. There was a bunch of stuff I was completely lost in. Right. And it was brewing for years. Right. So I think get a good base first. Right. And. You know, it costs way less to... Uh, yeah, to learn at home than uh, yeah. it does to go to the school. Yeah. I'd say most of the people I we've interviewed, who there's only a couple of them who went to school. Mm. Like, you know, at one of these episodes. I don't know, maybe we also did. Yeah. I think the best school is... Is this experience, right? Try and fail. That's it. <laughs> That's it, kids. Give it a crack. <laughs> Speaking of that, we're on to the next one. You're drinking like a, like a grandma tonight, mate. Jeez. <laughs> don't push me. <laughs> I did take a piss. Yeah, you can go take a slash there. <laughs> All right, guys, so we're back. Quick sticky break, you know how it goes. We just realized we were talking for an hour and we only had three beers and we still have six more to go. So we're going to get straight into yep. down to business. So uh, Remy, tell us about this one, mate. Uh, this is a Sour Farmhouse, Adrian Merlot Grapes. All right. Yep, so we talked about Sour Kettling. This one was Sour Kettled again with the okay. same type of uh, lactobacillus. Mm-hmm. Then it was fermented with a saison strain, two bread strains, then aged for months on Merlot grapes. Right. So it's sour, it's funky, it's fruity, it's everything you want. Everything. Everything. So this is you. You seem pretty excited about this one. I love this one. You said you got yeah. a little uh, flexible elbow when it comes. to I love to this one. It has a great complexity to it. I love all the color. grapes. Yeah. Works with the the yeast and everything. There's still a little, uh, you know, it's not like long run sour when you can, if you're gonna ye- use the saison yeast, you're gonna lose it. What a it's color, still, it's gorgeous. It still has a little hint of uh, 
saison yeast with that mm. sour, that fruitiness, that little fun from the breath. Yeah. And it's two fruity breast friends, Klaus and Andre, so okay. it's the two fruitier ones. It's got, it's got that rosé so, uh, wow. coloring in there. Yeah. Oh. And enjoy it. Oh, I can smell the wine in there. I love wine beers. Mm. Yep, I love this one. Oh my god. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> Tiff, I think you need to try this one. This is fucking yeah. awesome. Yo, this is what I'm saying. Okay, so you're saying some? this is sour. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll grab it. There's a little left in the bottle, I think, too, worst case. Um, oh, this made me funk. We'll give her some. Oh, give some of the props. Whenever she's ready, she can walk in with yeah. this little um, I'll grab a glass right now. Look at that. You're a gentleman. You're a scholar. Yeah, I'll put some wine in there. I'll give her. Oh, yeah, you have to drink less. So yeah. <laughs> drink less? It's only because we got the car tonight. Normally we'd be like uh, Ubering and I'd be like, Phew. Yeah, this is phenomenal, guys. So is this more, um, this, this is what I was, when I think of you guys already, just from reading yep. Noah's like beerism and articles, yeah. this is what I think of when I think of you guys. Is this more like a, a typical Wild Shack, uh, what you're about? Yes. That's what we, we want to do. That fruit sour beer. It's just, it takes, oh my God. it takes so long to do with, it takes so long to do, and you know, when since we're uh, doing those on on brewing scale, because there's not much brew. Well, there's a certain one that's going to be pretty much what we want to do. Because right, it, right. Might, it might end up on fruit. Let's see what happens. See Let's see what happens. We talked about it. We're not sure. We'll yet. see. We'll see. And uh, yeah, it takes so much time to do those kind of beers and everything that it's not the beer that we're gonna let go as home brewers. We're gonna right. share those with people who enjoy our stuff since uh, like a while. Yeah. They're gonna come here and they're gonna go, uh, hey, do you have this saisons that I wanna try? i come to your place and right. and try it and then we'll be like, Oh, surprise. Now here we go. And <laughs> then you one. So like I said, we, we love sharing. We just wanna share what we brew, what we love. What about, that's what beer is all about though. I feel like beer is kinda of boring if it's not shared. Like if I can't talk to you guys about the same stuff, like I don't care about having the whole beer ever and I think most yeah. people are the same. No one's greedy yeah. like that. Like if I got a beer, like yeah man, let's oh, all have a bit like even though we don't drink them alone by ourselves. Right. We brew like, those and we have cases, but we don't. We you wait like, for people that we want to share it with and we share. It's so good. So when you say on Merlot grapes like are you guys actually getting fresh off the vine grapes and uh... not for this one. We no? there's a uh, one of uh, one of our friends who has bringing us uh, cans of actual mashed like, Merlot grape. Yeah, yeah. Huh? you know for uh, like the must is it must or not quite must? No, no, no it's no. not must. It's really like just a grape already like just mashed. Like his, all this, the juice is taken like out, and then yeah, it's uh, for uh, winemakers. Right. Yeah. So you just actually sit and on we wanted to give it a try. So why not do a sour farmhouse? Oh my god, I love this. <laughs> this is my favorite so far. Maybe because the other one's were subtle, and I was expecting like all like palate wrecking sour stuff. Yeah, well, we started. You we are. started chill. <laughs> yeah. Get to warm it up to this one. You can't just like it's not the first date. <laughs> we're just starting. Yeah, we just. Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm. Uh, I'm nervous. And this is. <laughs> I should be right. This well, is. Well, I was uh, a good kind of nervous. Six point two. The good kind yeah. of nervous. Always yeah. a good one. Six point two. So this does not taste six point two. This is uh, spectacular. I think that's what's fun about sours. They don't. They're generally low ABV, yeah. right? Well, it's not, not, not all the time. No. Well, just later. All right. They get a bit crazy. <laughs> what about like the crazy? And like, you 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 often can't taste the alcohol content. Why like, is that? Yeah. Is it just because of the nature of the sour? That yes. You see all the fruit. Uh, just all the it, right? flavor. I think it's 
Yeah, it's so flavorful. I, I think like in a dark beer because it's uh it's really like heavy flavors. Right. You know, there's so much body and residual sugar and it gets more heavy so you're gonna feel it. But this is so dry. Yeah, super dry. And so full oh, of yeah. flavor that not not used to in the higher ABV. Most of the time you can't tell ABV on sours. Right. I think what's fun about it. Yeah. I feel like tell me if you agree with this. Do you guys think that I feel like the mock of a well made beer is you can't tell the ABV. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, of course. Because sometimes, like, because alcohol can take out like some weird flavors, like ethanol or yeah, I don't uh, want ethanol in my yeah, beer and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I drink whiskey. If, if you don't have like the body and the flavors to round up the alcohol, it, it's not. It yeah. gets messy. It just tastes cheap and nasty. Yeah. When we first started the beer blog, I was drinking all like I just I didn't know what was good. I just tried literally everything. So we went to like the beer store and like you got this ten percent navigators and I'm just like, <laughs> you know. Trash like triple triple IPAs. Well, triple IPAs, uh, which well, to me doesn't like. really exist. Triple IPAs is basically an American bar. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's right, yeah. so caramel and so sweet and so like you always get that little so end of yeah, yeah, this end of ethanol and it's a bit over the top, huh? Yeah. What's an example of a triple that's not good? Because like, isn't would Crusher be a triple? No, that's not triple. It's double IPA, right? Yeah, double. Double because it's nine. It's nine percent. So what? At what at point? At ten percent. It becomes triple. Yeah. Well, but you like, to to, to me, past eight is always double IPA, okay. and like when you pass ten percent, call it an American barley wine. <laughs> and it's it's maybe it's because I never tried a triple IPA that doesn't taste like like really caramelly and that's reminiscent of like a more um, a more thin American barley wine. Right. Have you guys have you guys ever made barley wines? No, no, no. You're not, you're not uh, really not a big fan of barley wines. We're not Can't make it. No, yeah, no. no. Barley wines, no. shells is just not our type of beers. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, we, I had we, a great we, one we might brew one for fun one day for other people. Right, we, we can do so. that like just to for test friends for their like the birthdays or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we do <clears> that now. and then Benero stout, but we actually saw we'll a share on that. But. We brewed an emery, uh, with the dad, yeah, burning roast out. Uh, I just brewed a, like with I, I just brewed peppers? a really, really clean amber for someone. Right. And, you know. Okay, so you do stuff to order for friends and stuff? No, like? it's not really to order. It's just, like, for people that we love. That oh, so yes. like, hey, I know you we, like this yeah. type of beer. We've like done my, one my, beer for a wedding. Yeah, we did a beer for a wedding. We did, uh, like, my, my dad. Oh, my dad really loved what I brew. Right, and so you know the type stuff. type of guy who uh, who's gonna have coals like in his fridge. Right, and he like, gets here, no. and I'm like, "Do you want a coals? I have one left over. There's someone left here. It's like, that's an assault. You're gonna give me <laughs> a good stuff. You went, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got so, this for you, Dad. For Christmas, I know he really enjoyed what I what I'm brewing, so I told him I'll brew you a batch. Yes, and he got really excited when I told him you... come and brew it with me. Oh, cool. okay, cool. Yeah. So you enjoyed that process. Uh-huh. He enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. but well, fun, right? it's not done yet. Oh, okay. But he enjoyed uh, actually, the, brew? the beer that he chose that he wanted. You're gonna drink. Oh, that's I'm ready to go. Once again, we're waiting for you today, bro. I don't know. You said a lot that you drink pretty quick. I kind of don't believe you at this point. You're gonna have to know. rinse the glass. You <laughs> got to rinse this one. Um, what are we drinking? I call you Decepticon. Let's go oh. mango style. So Decepticon this is oh really a mango? Oh god. <laughs> So this is, so the Decepticon is sort of like you, you were talking about that as if that's like one of your main, uh, 
Well, let's just say we always do the Decepticon with different fruits. Like I said, that was my that was my first sour I ever brewed. Mm-hmm. Was the Decepticon? It's actually a base of a saison brewed with saison yeast, but then soured with a good big cocktail of a uh, of bacteria and wild yeast. Okay. So this is like your like uh, jelly king from like Bellwoods, where you do that, then you just keep changing the fruits and stuff. Well, I, I wouldn't say jelly king because jelly king is a quick sour. This is this takes ten months to make. Ten oh, to twelve so months. Oh, this is a big deal. Oh yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, well, even this one, the the, the, the metal took about six months, even with the sour Kathleen, because it took really a, um, it took way longer than I thought to ferment out all of the grape and get like that balance. The right in, yeah, just the balance in the flavors. Right. It was a bunch you of know, so like I, like right. I said, it's for wild ales and sours, no. patience is the key. Don't yeah. rush it. Don't package that six months when you think it's okay. Just let it go. Give it time. So do you guys do um, like a crap load of them at once? So maybe you have like, like how many of you are fermenting right now? Would you say like how many different beers are fermenting right now? <laughs> 20, 25. Jesus. Fermenting, no. But, but uh, not 20, 25, maybe 17. Yeah? So close to 20. You close, close enough. Oh, look at that color. Look, it looks like it even like changes, right? Like, I don't know if you can see that. Maybe it's just my angle here, but it's like dark and then comes into like light. It's just this uh, little bit of fruit at the bottom. Oh. I think this might be it. No, I think it's true. Nope. Yeah, this one. You get, you get. I get the uh, fruit. No, you didn't get much. It's okay. I get to make it be cloudy. And there's no, uh, there's no yeast in our bottles, so it's yeah, it's fruit. <laughs> it's all fruit. Oh, there's a just a bit of heat. Yeah, what's well, Really nothing. So this is this a personal favorite of yours? So this one's seven point six percent. Oh, once is a personal favorite. Well, what? There's really so many. Like there's it. so many. You know, we brew them like we love them. Eh? So everything I brew, I love it. So of it's course, hard to say it, what's, what's my favorite. Do you guys actually? That's uh, a valid the, the, question. Uh, like. Well, I would have to say that Merlo is one of my favorite for the balance. Right, that was funny. For the nose, the Vortex Apricot is insane. Yeah. I, I think the Vortex oh my is one God. of my yeah, it's the favorite. One of our favorite. Just because we love now, it. Now that's our. This might be the best sour beer I've ever had in my life. This is <laughs> so if you need to try this too. And it's, yeah, it's aged for uh, two months on uh, Adolfo Mangoes. Fresh yeah. Adolfo Mangoes, yeah. That's incredible. Like, Tiff has to try this. You one. know, you can bring your little glass. And yeah, Tiff, pour, pour, yeah. pour it in what you like. Because this is a strong one. Oh, God, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Is this one of the ones that Noah reviewed? Yeah. Actually, Merlot was one. This one is... I did see that because I remember even seeing the mango one. I'm like, oh, my God. And there was another fruit, so I guess it was the apricot. Because I, th- I apricot said to you peach, and, and you are uh, like, no, 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 we didn't no, have peach. No. And the Merlot, he did. Yeah. Okay. And the GCVD, was... which is... Uh, yeah, the Jean-Claude Van Damme or something? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it's GCVD because uh, <laughs> we, we do a series of, like, Berliner, Asian fruits. Yep. Well, actually, every time we do a base of a Berliner, like even that tart ale, that's what it's called, Stalin. Like, we're not communists. Mm. It's just, we, al- we always oh, use the birthday of the day we brew it, of someone that's famous. Yeah. That's cool. So the first one was the GCVD, which was Jensen oh, Van Damme, yeah. which is a Berliner. It's kind of an imperial Berliner vice because it's a, like, like five, right. five point it's five. It's in five point five. It's imperial. So we should have called it imperial Jason Berliner vice. That's okay. It's a Berliner on the uh, kiwis and the raspberries. Are we having that today? No. Damn it. Well, 
We could, but we're, we already have a bunch of beers to drink. That's true. Okay, sorry. I just get excited on the food Let's one. See Maybe, what it Maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> see how it goes. So what's and the there's, um, okay, there's the Crocodile Hunter, because we brewed it on the Steve Irwin's birthday. Bethe? That's cool. <laughs> and now there's a Stalin. I'm right. going to keep that. I like that. That's a, that's a cool thing. We had, we, we had to choose between Pope Francis and Stalin. Right, oh, because we did some this one. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, tell us about this one. This one was brewed, like, maybe l not last November, yeah. but the November before, so okay. it was one of our, like, 12 first batch. Here on, on the, the new kit. kit. Yeah, here yeah. on the new yeah. kit, yeah. Jesus when Christ. we really wanted to start the, the Wild Shack, it's maybe our 12th batch. Right. Maximum. Wow. So it's super early on. Are you guys yeah. happy with this? Does this reflect your skill set now? Uh, yeah, well, there's a little thing that I like a bit less, but actually in the end, really fits well. There's a little bit of gooey thing going. On the can taste like, hmm. no one said it was kind of white vinegar thing. I can get like that. Like white balsamic. Yeah, yeah. Subtle, but... Yeah, because uh, actually I had a problem. You know, we just got started and we had a three pieces of airlock and with the, the change of temperature, oh my God. The, the, the liquid in there just... Oh, got sucked through. in just a little right. so get some oxygen in right. so get that little little thing going of little vinegary taste it's really really subtle and that's why we chose mangoes actually because we thought it would the, the sweetness of the mangoes would balance would with the balance and cover it a little, just a little just enough to be what we want it to be because we like a little bit of vinegary like uh, reminiscent of like Flanders Red and Flanders Red is great. Yeah, yeah but exactly. Song, yeah. You know that vinegary taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because of the oxygen. They give right. it a bit of oxygen to get like that vinegary taste. Right. So we got a little bit of that in there. Mm. Bro, you one. You guys nailed this one. This is really, really good. I got no like. I feel like I, I'm not well versed enough in in like sour beers to give you any critiques. What I think is missing from it. <laughs> All I say is that I always like more fruit. But this is like nicely balanced though. Well, this one, like yeah. It's without, like it doesn't punch in the fa The sourness definitely does. If you want fruit, the apricot is gonna... Apricot, I'm ready it's for It's gonna that. make the trip. Apricot are one of my favorite uh, fruits in beer. Yeah, later. Yeah. We'll get yeah. there, just hey, This, this one's as dance, let's keep it for... Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's the finale. The finale? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> about to be a problem. What is one of your, what are some of your favorite um, like fruits to sour with or to, to age? Apricots. Yeah. 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 Is there a reason? Is I, I, I like that rib, intense rib fruit character right. that apricot gives. It's it's one of the most intense fruits in the beer. It's amazing. Right. And also, I'm a big fan of raspberries, but I have a problem with black raspberries, and they're so hard to find, but get right. so jammy yet acidic and. Uh, Damn, I love it. The first, not blackberries. The first, no, not blackberries. Black raspberries. Black raspberries. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah, you get, get some game. black raspberries. It's yeah? great. And in a beer, oh my god, phenomenal. It all started with a beer from the gal. Yeah. The black ra imperial black raspberry. Imperial black raspberry. It was so thick. It was just like jam, but the flavor wise, it was amazing. That's why the first Decepticon ever, the first one I brewed, like when I. Tarted the Wild Shack was a Decepticon aged on red and black raspberries. It was wow. supposed to be all black raspberries, but so hard to find, find in, them, right? in quantities that had to do F and F. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. It's still good? And, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. White. And it gets like that purple color. Nice. It's sexy. Yeah. yeah. Man. We'll have to decide the next route. Yeah, well, yeah. The new Deceptions should come out around the same time as the raspberries next year. If I can find some next black year? raspberries. Right. We might okay. go that down that route. But last time I had to go uh, with a I had to go down in uh, the country and turn on the little farm and <laughs> all they had was half of what I needed. Right. And that was the whole day uh, of, of like a uh, harvest or whatever. Yeah. Jeez. And so I was like, okay, I'll take everything you have plus right. some red raspberries. Right. Because they're mainly wild raspberries. Is that what and they're, 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 the plants doesn't give not even one third of a regular raspberry plant. Right. And they're wild, so it's yeah. It's hard to get. You can't yeah. like fake, uh, like just farm them as easy. I need to. Yeah, maybe you guys need to do that. Yeah, we'll have our black raspberries at yeah. some point. So if you have, uh, <laughs> if you guys have a uh, when you get your brewery, not if when you get your uh, space, would you be looking to do one of those ones where you have like a space behind it and you're able to grow the uh, maybe the fruits yourself, or you, would you well, like like thing is, or something? Thing is, we really wanna. We really want to do this in Montreal, so that that will That's be tough. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we'll probably try to find a way to like make contact with some right. like local farmers, uh, little farms that like every day, or every year when they are there, they can send us some fresh fruits and right. you know just local products. That makes sense. Local for local. I like. I love that. I'll give you beer. Give me some raspberries. Yeah. What's that? Uh, well, sell me some raspberries. Yeah. <laughs> Usually people that take beer there. I feel like yeah. most people take beer as payment. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of beer. That would be a lot, for a lot, lot of raspberries. raspberries. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably have to be money. Yeah. Have you guys ever used coffee? I don't know why. When you said local, it just reminded me of coffee. Have you used that in a sour beer at all? Uh, no, never. No. no. Do you reckon yeah. that would work? Uh, yeah. or do you think it would be ridiculous? Huh? Do you think that would work, or do you think it'd be a bit crazy? Uh, no, it actually could work. Everything can work. Right. You just gotta balance it. Yeah, do it right. Don't go. Don't always go over the top. Hmm. Like for, with fruit, it's fun because you know you can go over the top. Fruit is easy to mix with sour. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> coffee, you have to taste the coffee. There's some coffee who's really more chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Coffee different more type. Fruity, yeah, yeah. more so, bitter, more you know. Yeah, so you gotta get the, the right stuff. balance the roastiness of the coffee with the sourness. It's 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 more tricky. Hmm. Okay, this is stuff that we'd like to do. Actually, uh, we're, we're probably gonna do a kind of imperial style with coffee and bread or and vanilla. Oh, brunette. Oh, okay. Maybe a hundred percent bread. Sutton made a. Coffee stout, hundred percent bread, and it was oh yeah, amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So was it like the one you gave me for the uh, Spas Public one, the Ruel joint? Oh no, no, no. that was hundred percent bread. So you know when you right. work, when you work with bread, hundred percent, it works a bit like Saccharomyces, like regular brewers yeast. It doesn't get that funky. Right. Most of the time, hundred percent bread is just gonna. It's like it's like a flavor than funk. Yeah, it's like bread it's, has it's, unique. It's because you know, fruity. you know, bread and mice is is gonna f- main to create the funk. It's mainly gonna feed on the on the other yeast flavors right. and then create the funk. That's right. why they like they love fennels. That's why they, that's why they love Belgian yeast. Right, they're gonna eat all of the fennels and create funk. Right. So if you use only bread, hundred percent bread, most of the time, depending which strain you're gonna get you're gonna take and everything it's gonna show up really really fruity 
Right. Like, can you drink uh, Pellel or um, anything? I'm drinking some bread from Pat at Sutton. Mm-hmm. That tastes like bread. That tastes like fun. That tastes like litter. That tastes a bit farm or you you can't taste it. It's right. just so you have regular Pellel, but hundred percent bread. Right. Because the yeah, well, because you need to mix it to get those additional. Flavors. I, I think in Quebec, as for bread goes, Pat is. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah, yeah. So is that is it, it Sutton you said? Yeah, yeah. Sutton Rue. Yeah, yeah. He's the Brett King. Yeah. Okay. Is this because he's like blend is is on point? That's all you do with Sutton. Everything is Brett. Okay, I don't think I've ever had Sutton's beers. Well, you have to. You well, should. I guess I do. I'm trying to focus more actively. I'd now say that's Brett on, one, but I think we have a lot. Well, to do I think right yeah, now. we have. I think today is definitely going to be focused on this, and we're going to have to come back another time, and we're going to do a full brew. Because <laughs> uh, I yeah, this is all this is insanity. Never had so much uh, sour beers. Well, you want to cut with something else? Let's cut with something else. Yeah, we're going to cut with some 100% bread session IPA. Oh, yes. Let's do that. Let's do that. Chief, what do you think of the mango? <coughs> Love it? Yeah, mango was fire. I mango. Oh, mangoes are everything. And, you know, that's why we take the Adolfo mangoes. You know, they're the sweeter, the more... Yeah. Chewy ones, yeah. Okay. Adolfo mango. So are they? Where are they from? That I'm not sure. I guess where nothing's I bought local, those or yeah. where they're from. But they're from probably like uh, like South America, usually. Yeah. Mexico, um, I would have to check. I just remember. Oh, yeah, like, Jamaica too. You're Caribbean. <laughs> I just remember eating a lot of Adolfo. For a while, yeah. So like that was my favorite kind of mango. That's why I went that road. Getting on those. That's collab with. Uh, yeah, that's collab from uh, with Marc Andre from Brasserie um, du Bas Canada. We did a homebrew collab here. Nice. The his brewery is not open yet. He started taking out some collaboration, some brew, brew, beer brewed elsewhere. But he's he's okay. working on the opening. Yeah, this year. This yeah. year, yeah. In the, so he's that's no. He got to know, nice. And yeah. since he's a friend, we got him here while he was in Montreal, and we brewed that little collab, which uh, 100% bread Dre. <laughs> if Max is doing that face, I'm like, oh, it's about to be something. <laughs> is um, it a good or a bad face, Max? It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so this fermented 100% Dre. This is, uh, there's some Jarillo hops, Columbus hops. There's a... Uh, what did we use on this one? Mosaic. Yeah, there's a lot of mosaic. Let's Just see. I'll, I'll take a look. Double check? Yeah. What do you guys use to store your recipes? Um, a beer smith. Beer smith? Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, Thank you, gentlemen. Thank this you. This is hella cloudy, eh? Jeez. Well, IPA. Woo! It's still a bit young. How, uh, how old is it? Less than one week. Oh shit! Like it's we, barely. Oh, yeah. We bottled I'll it. Take a look. Like, I'll come back with the what hops. Take a look. Why not? <laughs> see. You. We, we bottled it last Tuesday. Right. So it's super fresh. Yeah. Okay. Definitely smells super green. Babe, you want to try it? Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah! It's definitely um, mild right now. Is it supposed to stay mild? It smells danker than it yeah. tastes. It's <clears throat> the smell is green. The smell's gonna fade. Uh, the, the green smell's gonna fade a bit, but it's yeah. so fruity. Yeah, super fruity. Oh yeah, I like this a lot. I can definitely get the green. I know what you're talking about there. 
But it's like super mild body. I from the smell, I expected yeah, a lot more bitterness. So there's Jarillo, there's Columbus, there's uh, Topaz, there's Fogo Slice Seven Seas, oh. mm -hmm. and as for dry up mosaic, yeah, that's that's what I have to check. Mm. Uh, it's good. Good session. Four percent. The body on it. Yeah. I like that. What'd you use for the? Is it was that oats or anything in that? Feel, it, oats. Yeah. Oats. 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 Yeah. It seems kind of like um, like creamy or something. Like it's got that like something about it's a little like fluffy and creamy. Not quite the northeast IPA things we were crapping on about before. Well, you know, you know, breath is gonna add some weight way more than the um, any, any yeast you're gonna you normally use on the New England IPA. So just to keep that kind of body and. Um, and texture with breath, yeah, work with a lot of proteins and yeah. Right. So oh. we're already happy about the texture of it for breath. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the first time we're actually adding it. Right. Breath to an IPA. No. So this hmm. beer is the first time that we're. Oh, you guys have actually had it. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah, first try. Okay, this is exciting now. So, what do you guys uh, think? First try. I think it needs one? a little bit more time in bottles, but I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Maybe. I like that it's, it's so really mild. Fruity, like, it's not too bitter. It has a great body for a real person bread. Yeah. Did you get any fun out of it? Nope. I'm getting like, it's just, this is just a crushable. I feel like I could drink like 13. It's, it's a that's good bread, right? like really a, a, a pure culture bread. No sack infection because you know, yeah. Some of the yeast companies, when you get the, the, the yeast of them, uh, when you buy the yeast, when you mm -hmm. buy bread, it's hard for them to tell you like really like pure culture stuff. and this we got on the side to Dunham to Max Dutti who works at Dunham which nice. is a, which is a friend he's the the lab guy so he's the guy taking care of the yeast right that's, that's the guy you guys need so, to know yeah so this is hundred and he, he checked it like under his Microsoft everything he's no sack hundred percent bread straight from a BS BSI. This is a Bruins, Brewing and Science Institute. Right. And what's sac? Is that like a... Uh, Saccharomyces, which is the normal brewer's yeast. Right. Everything that's not bacteria wild yeast is Saccharomyces. Interesting. Okay. Because there's kind, kind of four types for beer. Mm -hmm. There's regular brewer's yeast, like Saccharomyces. Mm -hmm. There's wild yeast, Brettanomyces. Mm -hmm. And the souring bacteria, Lactobacillus and mm -hmm. Bezococcus. Right. And they're the four main types of yeast. Yeah. This is the most in-depth science we've gone into a beer in the podcast. <laughs> we always well, kind of like he told about, you I'm going to tell you all the details. No, I know. Do you know what? I feel like it was at about time we talked about this stuff. So, sack is normal brewing yeast. So, for any normal beer you've had, is that, yep. It's wild yeast. Yeah. Bread is wild yeast. Right. Yeah. And then you start into the other two with sour yeast. Sour, sour strains. <clears throat> sour strains, it's more bacteria than yeast. Yeah. Okay. It's, made, it's normally you're not gonna use only bacteria because bacteria is not gonna ferment uh, sugar as much, it's not gonna create as much right, alcohol. Still has to have that. So, yeah, bread exactly. Bread. So bread you, gets you can brew without Saccharomyces. You, your bread is gonna ferment. It's gonna right. ferment everything if you have the right amount of bread. Right. But you can go from Saccharomyces and bread and sourin bacteria from sourin bacteria and only bread. Right. Man, this has such a great. This is a fantastic nose. I really respect um, session IPAs that are made well because I feel like it's hard to make them. Like this is pretty much like the perfect. I get like you said, give it a bit more time, a couple yeah. of weeks. 
I feel like this is the perfect session IPA because the nose is just so aromatic, mm. but it's not going to scare away the, the, the people. The nose you know? will be, will become way fruitier. Way yeah, fruitier? Yeah, yeah, fruitier. A bit less green. Yeah. Okay, I can, since, I can see that. Since it's really, really young in bottles, you have that, that fresh dry up just yeah, tagging like, you. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so it's a bit more green than it should be. But yeah, on a, I think on a four-person session IP, I think the body is great. Oh, no, it was fantastic. And that's what, <laughs> I think it's hard to get. It's hard to get, like, yeah. to nail this type yeah. of stuff well. Cause I'm mainly with dress, so that's why, like, the pure, that's what pure, makes pure it, like, culture, uh, no sack, no nothing, and the right amount of, like, really protein, uh, really protein uh, balls right. needs to be, uh, to be just, just right, right to get like, to that, yeah. That's fantastic. This is great. So is uh, this guy Mark Andre with his what's it called Brasserie Bar Canada, like Lower Brasserie Canada? Bar Canada. And yeah. he's opening up a, in Gatineau, so like on the Quebec side of Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's dope. So, how was your? Have you guys worked much with um, breweries outside of Quebec? Uh, not much yet, but uh, in February we're um, we're supposed to brew on the twenty sixth with a uh, cow from Half Hours on it. Nice. So you connected with those guys? And... Yeah, actually, when when he just started selling bottles I got some as an extra from a friend from Toronto and you were just it, yeah. like he was in town picking up he wanted to have some more beers and picking up some bottles here and just like here you go man try this I know it's your style and I really loved right really loved it so you reached out to him yeah I reached out to him I told him like I really love your style blah 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 I love like the DIY labels I know he grew cool he Super brew around cool. the clock on a, on a almost a home brewing 200 liters Right. Yeah, so it's, limited. Yeah, it's it's really it's in between on brewing and professional brewing, but it like nano? Of, is that considered nano brewing, I think? I think it would be. Like yeah. a two hundred liter a batch. It's that's pretty nano. nano. Yeah. yeah. I know some home brewers brewing hundred liters, so yeah, that's pretty much a nano brewery. Right. And I love his little like sketchy DIY labels <laughs> and I it really like connected with us. So I sent him a message, told him how much I love this beer. I told him who we were, and if he wanted to do a collab. Of course, on the spot, he was a bit like, well, I'm a bit overbooked right now, bringing around the clock on 200 liters. Right. So it was a bit postponed. But then we talked again not long ago, and uh, we said, up. okay, let's set up a date like early January. And we did, and uh, we're going. Nice. Yeah. So you guys are going to Ontario? Yeah. Did you get done? Yeah, Seaford, Ontario. Like an hour and a half out of Toronto. Uh, Toronto, that's what yeah. I heard. My friend last night was telling me about it. Uh, I keep hearing about them now. They're one of the breweries that I, I feel like I just keep hearing about. Oh, yeah. It keeps coming up. Um, and actually, when, yeah. when, I, when I reached out to him, it's because Noah, someone asked about uh, about us, uh, about them, about uh, our hours. Yeah. If... Um, what brewery would compare to them mm-hmm. in Quebec? And they were tagged us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So that's when he, uh, he did this uh, article about Half Hours, which is a great article. Right. which shows like really what's Half what Hours is really about. Yeah. Nice. So when he did that and tagged us, I was like, thank you, Noah. <laughs> and I think it's time that I reach out to Cal again. Good. I send him a message and... It's all emotion. Yeah, I think that's great, man. This is what I really love about beer, and I think it's so consistent. Whether it's Quebec, Ontario, America, everywhere, like they, I feel like you could reach out yeah. to people, yeah. and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, let's do it." It's a big, it's a big yet smousy. Yeah, very much. Like so. there's, there's, there's always 
black sheep, but most of the people are really like open-minded, easy to talk to. Yeah. Uh, no, no, and down for collabs. Not many that. brewers are like have a big shot, you know. Yeah, like, they're, they're all everyday people. They they love what you're they're doing. They're they just, just want to make beer. They just want to yeah. make beer. They just want to share the love. So you guys don't find it hard. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was about to say the the beer scene is a bit like the musical scene the underground musical scene yeah. right when everyone's cool yeah, you, and wants you, to work you're just re reaching someone and uh, do you think you can put us a show in Toronto or whatever the town yeah sure and yeah. you get trade and there's a lot of friendship even if you don't really know each other oh we're mu that? we play weird music oh yeah. we brew beer Cool. Let's uh, let's do it. Yeah, the the friendship is already there. Yeah, yeah and they not even met and oh, it's those guys. And right. those those things really connect. Like before uh, I started training insanely, uh, Max used to do trades mainly with other bands because you know right. like booking show. Hey, you come from Toronto, bring me beers. I'll give you beer from here. And right. That's how it all started. <clears throat> a guy from Calgary like comes out. One of the biggest trade I ever made. <laughs> like 32 bottles each like yeah. okay 200 bucks each and that was a trade right do you know what that's a very interesting question we should get the next beer but I want to ask about that so I recently got this uh, access to a, a US PO box now and I've, I've never really been into trades just because I don't know it just seemed annoying and I kind of liked the idea of going to the place to get it mm. so how do trades generally work How do trades work? Is it money? Is it all? Oh, that looks red. <clears throat> Thank you. It's, it's might. It's, it's money. So it's more like, all right, if I've got a, a, a $50 re, like, trade value Hill Farmstead big thing, but I'm going to trade you for a West Veteran, it's like, like how, how does, like, how do you figure out what's fair? After market value. After, and where do you get that information from? Uh, well, you got to follow the beer scene, the beer scene, close uh, it. Is there a... Uh, every, every beer has a value and it plays over time. And Where do you find out the baselines for that stuff? Uh, normally you see other trades gets down, the number oh, of okay. bottles that have been made, the number of people looking for it. Uh, and at some point, there's also sites where you can look up after market value, but it's a bit of a rip-off. I wouldn't... Wouldn't trust that? Yeah, I wouldn't trust that that much. Because, you know... If someone's ready to pay $4,000 for this bottle, doesn't mean it's actually worth a couple grand. Yeah. So, is it, do some people just like say, if I've got a friend in LA, I'm like, hey man, can you send me a bunch of West Coast stuff? And be like, look, I'll just give you money. Just tell me what it's worth in the packaging or whatever. And maybe you make a Whoa. little more money on top. I'll just pay you for it. Or is it more like, they'll probably be like, hey, well, you're in Montreal. You can just bring it down to New York there and send it off. Like, because my thing, right? If someone's going to send me some. I keep pointing out, but the treehouse or, or, or monkish or something like a Pliny. Yeah. Like I have no access to beers that are remotely have the value, not the monetary value, but You're the actual value. Two hours and a half from your farm stuff. So I guess what I'm it, saying it, is that I still have to go there yeah, and get no, the American yeah. stuff because no one's going to yeah. give a shit about the Canadian stuff. Which is Oh, man. Or they do. That's what I'm asking. I'm, I don't know. Patient Martel Bourbon. Got them to sell out some more. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shimorta Bourbon is one of the most. Uh, What's it called? 
Which Libya? one? What are you talking about? Pesh Martel, Bourbon. Oh, the Pesh Martel. Yeah, okay. So everyone loves that, eh? Like the the barrel-aged Pesh Martel. Already Pesh Martel is always listed in the top 100 beers in the world. Really? And the bourbon barrel-aged version is really looked for, but... It's not gonna get you like the big, big, big pool, though. Right. But not you know, you, you like me. I'm, I'm, like, I'm a regular health farmstead, mm. and I get my limit, and it's often several <laughs> bottles. So I have like contacts in different cities. So you go down there for breweries that I really love. It's always just like. You picking me up what I want from this brewery. I'm picking you up what you want from this brewery. Oh, so you would do you would pre-plan uh, if the I train. have doubles of this, you're gonna get it. And then you like, all right, I want twelve heady toppers. I want crushes. I want Hill Farmstead. I want Lawson's. I want Sip of Sunshine. And, and you just go and get it for them. Is that what happens? Pretty much, but you know, the way I work it nowadays, it's mainly like contacts for actual breweries that I love. It's just. You know that they hook you up with the new stuff. Yeah. That's why you've got so many Hill Farmstead yeah. in there, which we're going to get to in a whole other piece of content. <laughs> well, my, my Hill Farmstead is because I'm a regular there. Okay. So I always go and pick up my stuff. But when I have doubles of Hill Farmstead, I send them to, let's say, my guy in St. Louis. He's going to send yeah. me bottles of type project. Right. I'm going to send them to uh, my guy in the Netherlands. He's going to send me some Lambics. Hmm. It's just fair trading. For everybody, and it's like I don't like people trying to rip people off. No, I don't like know. okay, I have that one bottle. I want those ten balls. Like what the hell? Yeah. No, I'm sending you good beer to send me good beers, and right. you're trying me to get. You're trying to get me the more limited stuff as much as you can. And same thing. I'll for do you. the same for you. Yeah. And in the end, I'm gonna ask you. Hey, yeah. this beer's coming out. I'm getting doubles. You want it? Ah, uh, no, I pass. Oh yeah, I really want it. So you, you want it, you get it. Every time you know you're going down to Hill Farm, say you'll go and get extras, knowing for trades specifically. So you might keep well, one to drink, I, I get my limit. Age. There's always a limit. Yeah, like, right. So you just... I'm getting my limit. Every double that I have, like, you know, I would love to age them, but you, can't you help right? me, I help you. Because it's almost more important for you, well, I could That's either sure. age an extra one or I could get all this cool stuff yeah, from... Then. Anyway, I mainly age Lambic. I don't like to age uh, like American Sours or uh, anything else for more than three years. But Lambics, I know I can keep it like set aside for five, ten, fifteen years. And you're safe. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I don't mind trading my doubles. Anyway, they're giving me their doubles. So why wouldn't I give them mine? You know? Yeah, it's fair. It's just. That's we, cool. we don't go and try and rip, rip, rip each other off. Right? right, it's all completely fair. I was always yeah. just curious as to how it was, what the don't like the breakdown was. But anyway, real quick, what is this? So this is hibiscus and lime. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't tried it yet. It's five point six percent. It's just called hibiscus and lime. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, it's, it's a little a farmhouse. It's a saison. So it's a little farmhouse uh, saison yeast and bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, brewed with uh, hibiscus flower and lime zest. Yes, that is freaking wonderful. Like I said, my dad wanted one beer. That was the one he chose. This one he chose? Yeah, because his girlfriend liked it <laughs> so much. Home. She knows. This is phenomenal. <laughs> Super easy drinking. You can have some of mine, oh, too. No, you take, oh, she can grab that. That's fine, because i got to try and load down. I'm starting to feel this now. <laughs> the, the bread is more present than before. The, yeah, last, the, the, the last time we had it, the bread was a bit less more present. subtle. Yeah, but still, it's, we're uh, rewarding with uh, with Brett and uh, primary, 
So it shows up a little bit less mm. funky. You can uh, package it way before, and it's going to evolve slowly. Right. And we like it that way. So it's going to be just a bit subdued yeah. with the... <laughs> just a little bit subdued with the, the original geese. But then right. over time, it's going to evolve and become a bit more bready. Right. And, this one so, and then instead of packaging it at seven months, you're going to package it, and it's going to be a month and a half old. How old is this one? Uh, we packaged it uh, a month and a half ago. Yeah, in okay. December. So no, in December, yeah. Yeah. Month and a half ago. <laughs> it was for December 23rd. Yeah. There so. you go. So actually, almost exactly a month. Today is the 22nd. Yeah. Oh, well, it was, it was already ready for 23rd. It was, yeah, it's been oh, ready right. for a couple of weeks. So I'd say we packaged it early December. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And uh, is this going to change much going forward? This is fantastic. Uh, Brett, of course, lime and uh, and Ibis is going to fall a little. Okay. Brett's going to take over a little. Going to get more funky. But we're not going to know because it's our last bottle. Is it really? Well, yeah. actually, we're going to know because I'm going to keep a few bottles of the batch I'm going to brew for my dad. Ah, yeah. there you go. It's the last batch of the OG, <laughs> of the OG batch. Yeah. 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 It's okay. the last one that we saved. Well, thank you, boys. You guys are hooking us up tonight. <laughs> but then, very special. But then again, we love to share. So that's, and that's the whole point, right? Often what happens because you, know, you, you haven't had this beer from us. Okay, let's crack it. Let's, let's crack it. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. that's why there's so many beers tonight. That was just beautiful. And, this is uh, there's still a and, couple and more. And we have a few more that we can take out after. This is getting a problem. There's two, <laughs> three. Two. Four, there's two or seven. Three. Oh, there, there's even an age shack, like year old wash yeah, yeah. in the center. Yeah, of course. With the same yeast of that one mm -hmm. of our series mm -hmm. called Aquar Direction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aquar yep. Direction. Yeah. Yeah. And what's that about? What's that one about? Uh, because you know it was actually you know we really love hoppy beers, we really love wild beers, we really love saison. This is and we really love wheat. Right. We brew a lot with wheat. Right. So this was a fifty percent wheat, saison, mm -hmm. with bread, and it was hoppy. So you know that weird boner you get when everything's <laughs> in one place. You know, I have a weird boner. And this is, <laughs> this is weirdly perfect. satisfying. Well, this <laughs> that, was the beer for it, so we called it the upward erection and was kind of serious. Oh, awkward erection. Sorry, yeah. I didn't understand. I thought you said aqua direction, but awkward erection is way funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. fucking crazy <laughs> We're on moors, we can call them. You do whatever you whatever like. Today yeah. we'll have a pod, we'll have to be more conservative about the names. Do you know what, you can right still now, put out have special fun. editions. Yeah. yeah, let's have fun. That's Even amazing. Aqua erection. Can pass through a pod. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't think that'll totally pass. I've heard of Redi. I feel like that's more. Actually, we're already talking about uh, about it with Les Pauls. And if we ever want to brew an awkward direction at Les Pauls, they're willing to call it public or awkward public erection. Are they really? Yeah, they are. So we're like, yes. I like that a lot. <laughs> because we, we we got shut down on some names. Really? I can yeah, imagine. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, but <clears throat> it, was not, <laughs> no, it was nothing terrible. It was just. Oh, it was just like a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit over the top for us at the pub, you know. <laughs> I understand. But at least you're able to do this crazy stuff for yourself. Yeah, all, all we want to do is brew. That's, yeah. That's if amazing. We could, if we could drop everything else and only brew, we'd do it. How far away it. from that are you right now? Like, are you guys figure? I mean, aside from the business plan you mentioned that you have to do, like, are you guys close 
to being able to quit your jobs to be able to do this or it's not not well, really, no unless some really offers us the opportunity to brought become a brewer for them uh, until that plan achieve which is pretty much between at least two years yeah. two years and some more you know would, would you uh, until then we're pretty much doomed to do our regular do jobs that. and yeah. keep working really hard as as soon as we're, we're not working and we're here together is beer 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 it's beer, beer. is brewing packaging testing taking the age uh, prepping Yeast. for the next batch yeah. prepping recipes talking about what we're gonna do right it's, right yeah. it's all beer yeah. so would you guys ever work for a brewery if you had an opportunity or would you think that you don't really want to do that you want to go straight into you want to continue collabs and then move into your own space for, for me with the job I have at Vice Versa you work I'm, at Vice Versa? yeah yeah I'm straight into the beer scene so so you're kind of like tapped into it <clears throat> yeah yeah because first I like it mm-hmm. and it's a nice opportunity opportunity to meet some people so I'm it's gonna perfect. stay that makes there sense, though. M- maybe a part jobs or part-time something job, yeah. part-time job that I can be an elf brewer mm-hmm. but I won't stay there because it's in the beer scene yeah. I like that place and when I'm gonna have something you know I'll leave but yeah. I'm still gonna be into it that makes the most sense though. I do it in an heartbeat you do it? I do it in an heartbeat to get just the experience and get to, to get more acquainted with the equipment and just get my shit yeah. going like really and probably you know even the day we're gonna open we're gonna have to, it's not like you start, you you start a brewery away. and boom, a lot of money now. It's not Nobody worse. Can. You got to put all this money I'm out. probably going to have to work like two jobs. I would keep it and just like get better and get get better and get yeah. better. But the sad thing is opportunities are really rare. And, okay. you know, I got turned down for a lot of stupid reasons. And, you know. Right. So yeah. you, how do you guys feel about <laughs> contract brewing? Don't like it. Why? Because it's not you that's brewing your recipe. What if it is you brewing the recipe and you're just renting the the space? If I had the money, I'll do it now. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but depending what styles, so I we're not for New England IPAs on shelves. I think it's it's a pain in the ass package. I think uh, like stores and. And distributors, everything they let it sit in the warm, in a like a warm environment for too long. Blah, blah, blah. There was there would be some there would be certain styles that'd be like sours, like little farmhouse and stuff. I would put on shelf, right. but not IPAs. I would love for people to come to like or pub and get or IPAs on tap yeah. or in a growler. Like you, you go home, you drink it. Right. It, it, let's do it the right way because you know as much as I love some IPAs in Quebec most of the time I don't buy them because they're three months old skunked or something yeah yeah, yeah and contract- like three months old IPAs never gonna buy that right. a month and a half IPAs I'm gonna be yeah, maybe mm. uh, I wanna drink that fresh who doesn't I know well, now I get this- before I would have said like whatever but now I get it it makes yeah. a whole difference yeah. but yeah oh yeah contract brewing it's not it's it's really not the same it's like compared to um like 
bands and musical scene. Mm -hmm. It's like the big label is paying you for everything. You don't have to really work for it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> for example, just just to have the permit, you have to work hard. Just to have your space, you have to work hard. To work hard. And if you go to somewhere and say, I have the money, fuck everything else. I have the money, brew my beer. Mm -hmm. No, it's not the... It's not how it works. Right. Not for, you, not, not for me, not for us. Yeah, if right. you gotta do something, do it the right way. Right. You know? Yeah. But I would go to a professional brewery and do it our own way. If we could like just brew it on their kit and not be like... No, you're not doing it. You're giving me your recipe. I'm going to brew it and charge you for it. Right. Like, uh, you don't think. So like, you, you know, gypsy brewers, like make it or make it or. So there's see. gypsy and contract though. I think they're two different things. Yeah. Well, well, gypsy brewers is someone that brew that you get everywhere. The places, yeah. But you know, there's people like make it or make it or it doesn't brew. Make it for make it or it doesn't brew. Right. You create recipes and like, do my recipe. Right. And what do you think uh, of that? I'm not into it. No, I, I, would, so I personally wouldn't do that. Sometimes he brew when there's collab. Yeah, but when there's collab, he's there. He's like, taking right. a picture. Hey, hey, I'm pouring the hops in. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. We like to be right into it. Right in there. Yeah. So I'm only curious. This comes up a lot in our podcast because I find that people have very strong opinions about it. And what, yeah, grab the next thing. So... Are you ready think? for apricots? Oh my god, I'm ready for apricots. Break this bad boy open. Apricots or soul gem before? I'd say let's go apricots, just because the other one might not. It's clearly not ready. It's probably gonna be on card. That's why I wanted to do the, the other before, just to finish on a. Let's, a big let's note. listen to the quiet guy. Yes, I, I want to listen I'm to the quiet guy. He's smoking a cigarette. Yeah, it's like he's a lefty. He looks so bad on the camera. Children, don't do what Remy does. He's a bad influence. It's just like the go-tell backup thing going on. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. It's or okay. Yeah, so I rinse them out. So yeah, the contract brewing thing to, to us, we talk about this a lot, right? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm of the mind, because I've spoken to some of my friends, like, to be all fair, some of my friends are contract brewers in Ontario, and they get a lot of shit for that. I'm going to take that last sip so I don't fuck it up with water. Um, they get a lot of shit for it from the other thing because it, it feels like to me like it's a purist attitude, right? And I, I'm a, as a rap dude, I'm a, like, I guess consider myself somewhat of a purist hip-hop dude, so I understand the mentality. So when it comes down to it, brewing's a business where you're almost guaranteed to lose money, yeah? So if you're able to test your brand at market by... And I, but that's what it, we're doing. Because you're, you're all the brewers, but you guys would be gypsy brewers, not contract brewers. Meaning that if you got, oh, like Dunham has some space, you're like, here, here's some money to use your shit. No, Let me we, brew it. That's, that's not how we work. No, I'm just, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just, I, I guess I'm just wanting to put it to you to see what you think. Is that if you're making your recipe, your beer, right? Yes, it's not your equipment, but it's your whole thing you go in there you press the buttons you pour the stuff in you you control that process right so it's it's wild shack beer absolutely not a question mm -hmm. but the idea if you go and drop this is a, this is why i feel like contract brewing is cool i'm not trying to convince you i'm just i think it's an yeah. interesting uh, conversation <laughs> so if, if if you're gonna drop say a million dollars to make a brewery to, to, to build a brewery i'm sorry yeah to buy the equipment take it it's a fuck ton of risk 
But if you can drop, I don't know what contract brewing costs, but whatever it costs is probably a fraction of that million, it might be 50 grand or something to do a batch if it's a large batch. Get that, get that brand distributed through the SAQ or through Depths or whatever, whatever, throughout Quebec. And then you're able to test it to market to see like, well, do people like my beer? Because otherwise you're putting a million dollars up versus 50 grand. I'm just putting out figures. You know what I'm that's saying? A, yeah. That's a bit what we're doing with the collab. So you guys are doing it on an alternative way, which yeah. is even cooler because you're doing the collabs. You've got 100% control. You don't have not, to blow not, it out of somewhere we else. We don't have 100% control. But, you know, if if we have too much restraint on a recipe that we want to do, we're just not going to do it. We're going to do something that the brewery's comfortable with doing. Right. But then... With them? With, right. And, you know, when we're going to do, like, okay, we're going to do our recipe on your kid, the ed brewer's going to be with us, just to be sure that everything goes fine, because he knows his equipment, and, you know, we love the guy. Right. If we bring a collab with someone, that's going to, you know... You, you work on their kind of thing, because it's on their equipment there. And it's card. Nice. This, this is the new one. This actually isn't the apricot. This, this is our own strain in there. Oh, all right. <laughs> so this is called and, Soul um, Gem? Yeah, yeah, we... we it's not, part of the Infinity Gauntlet. As far as the collaboration goes, we, we don't get money, but we don't pay for it. Right. I think you did. It's just brewers having fun but players. it gets your name out so what i'm what i'm trying to say is right yes. if you wanted wild shack branded beers yep. available to purchase throughout this province mm-hmm. without having like getting to the point because maybe like you said it might be two three four years whatever until you can afford that million dollars or whatever it is to to build a brewery mm-hmm. if you can get there sooner by getting brand your brand out to market to test it like, because, you know, maybe you want to go straight for the beer gigs and you put out your sour stuff or rather than, like, a safe session IPA or whatever, brown ale or amber. Like, would that be worth it to you guys to... Um, to, to Low carb or low? Low carb, yeah, a little bit of carb. Anyway, I just find it really fascinating because I, like, I, I'm just throwing shit at you to see what you say. I'm just curious. Do you think that's worth it? Because it's, like... Because really, if you're the one doing all the work and all you're doing is renting the space temporarily to get your brand on the market, because say, what if you go and spend a million bucks and then no one like, not that no one's going to like this beer because it's all phenomenal, but what if like the response from the market isn't as strong as you anticipated? And then you're like, man, I put all this money up. That's what we're testing it. We're testing it now. Even with, you know, with Sutton, the beer should, Come out in bottles is going to be really limited. That's a big deal. It's going to come out so far the way we talked about it. It should come out in bottles in, in, in some, in some special, specialized place. How do you place. feel about that? Because that's that's huge. We're thrilled. That's we're, congrats, we're just, man. That's really we're, cool. we're just thrilled. So far, just on tab, the reaction has been fantastic. Right. Like we thank everyone that comes out every night to drink our beer yeah. at Les Public, whatever, wherever it is. And the reaction has been incredible. Right. So we love it. So, so and when Pat told us, yeah, let's put it in bottles. You're like, yeah, right. sure, man. Yeah, sure, dude. And you know, you want, man. So is there yeah. Pat, Pat is a sweetheart, he's the nicest guy ever. And it was like, you know, as soon as we empty those barrels, we fill them again together. Right. Like, There's no way we're not going to continue that. Yeah, relationship. yeah. So, so this is like you know, great people in a great market. Yeah. Just make a, great beers. Right. We don't care about money, so we don't care if he if he's gonna 
even if a brewery would make a lot of money out of the beer we, we brew in the end, if we can get our stuff out and just get people to like what we're doing, it's just, that's enough for you. It's just a nice feeling of sharing what we love and. Oh my god, the sounds fuck is awesome. <laughs> I love so it. So this is our Austrian. Oh, it's I still love a it. bit low carb. It still needs. Actually, it's gonna be perfect in a few months. It's just <clears> really <throat> like. A first try of our uh, first... Is this the first bottle you've drank? Uh, actually, it's the second, but the first one was really not yet carved. We know we taste it. We, t- we test it at every step. Just to be sure. This like makes me make a face every single time. It's got that sour face, but in a good way. It's dusty. Dusty? That's a yeah. cool way to describe a beer. Dusty, the, I like that. What does that mean? Because of the limbic drinks. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Also, dusty. Is that like just dry and must, musty, like that word I was talking about before? Like the cardboardy thing? Or? No, 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 no. Dusty, a bit minerally, a bit... Yeah. Um, like grainy? No? Not grainy. No. Uh, dusty. Dusty. <laughs> dusty. Do you want to try this, babe? This is great. So this is your own yeast strain that's right now the Wild Chapter. Yeah, that's, a, that's our blend of yeast strains that we've been like adding stuff to it until it was where we wanted it to be this is great thank you oh my god guys this is real. this is like in, in, a, in a couple of months it's gonna be yeah amazing that's so this is 8% does not taste 8% <laughs> no, I like the name Soul not. Gem Soul Gem is a cool name I like that a lot it's for the Infinity Gauntlet what is that? You mentioned that before. In Marvel, in the Marvel universe. Oh, I'm not a comic guy. <laughs> it's well, I told you he has yeah, about six thousand comics. So. <laughs> it's, it's a really geek comic book geek, geeky things. Uh, we're gonna brew five different beers. There's already three on the way, by the way. Yeah, on the way. This okay. is the first one of yeah. out of five. And we're going to blend them at the end. It's going to be the Infinity Gauntlet. And, and all five the, the Infinity Gauntlet is gonna, it's kind of glove with five gems on it. Uh, so it's yeah. the five gems. Then we're going to blend all five that we all kept like one, like one gallon of it. It's going to be a five gallon batch of a uh, blend of super limited. Yeah, five, five, five batches. Uh, and every batch is... Every batch is out of a little tweet. There's one like there's there's one with salt. There's one with different strains of bread added to the whole strains. Yeah, and... there's one lowest in alcohol. Yeah, to like yeah. Wow, so it's all together. It's gonna be super interesting to try that uh, final yeah. one. Yeah, we hope so. Damn, this is great. Even without carbonation, this is fantastic. I'm just enjoying like the the. There's a bit of carbon. Well, like a little bit. Sorry, bit. like without a ton of carbonation. Like yeah, no, it's really, really like still your carb, but you know when it's still few weeks. when a beer yeah. has been fermenting and just aging for almost a year, the the carb is gonna get there like more slowly. Course, you, yeah. you know, just like lambics, they're gonna hold them in bottles for almost a year before they sell it. Right. So that's why it's so expensive, eh? And they're so sought after because actually so over there it's not expensive. No, here. <laughs> here it's expensive. Over right. there, it's cheap. Right. Two dollar paint of lambic. Like no. Like it's three euro for paint, something like that. Three, right. three to five euros. Which is crazy. Which so what do the bottles go for? Like I know we're gonna talk about it in the cellar video, but like some of them go pretty ridiculous. Eh? Well, it depends. If you talk after market value, yes. If you talk uh, here in Quebec, we're lucky with the private imports. We can get some once in a while. 
It's gonna be between uh, twenty to thirty dollar a bottle, okay, seven fifties, you know. So it's not that bad, but it's it's hard to get and it's, it gets expensive. If you're talking you're just in the states, you're gonna find hundred dollar U.S. bottles on shelf, yeah, on shelf. Get to know the owner. He has some in the back. <laughs> you gotta know, know the guys, right? Like for uh, more limited lambics. Like let's say uh, Cantillon Sentinels or stuff like that. If you're talking aftermarket, it gets crazy. Okay. You can go up to uh, 1,005 US about Jeez. for like crazy lambics. Yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. Damn. Crazy it's or intense. vintage. Right, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Vintage stuff. I guess it's kind of like wine yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, in my book, lambic is the wine of beer. Right. So it's the beer that's gonna age forever. It's the beer that is that has the more complexity. It's the beer that that get gonna come closer to wine. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like that's the one thing I haven't really tapped into heavily as far as like in the beer world. It's just don't say that while you're in crack lambics. Well, not that I'm down to drink them, and I've had a few, but I haven't had a, a, a ton of them. Um, but I'm fascinated with you guys' like obsession with them. I feel like I've, 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 I've missed out on it because I kind of be more focused on the American stuff. I've been stuck from immigration. I haven't been out of travel for a while. So now I'm good to go. That's when I went to Vermont recently. So now I'm like back in my game because I just knew I couldn't get anything. I couldn't go anywhere. So I'm just like, just focus on Canada. Just shut up. Yeah, we're, we're a bit obsessive with beer. With that? Hey, like as you should be. It's very cool. It's very cool. I like how you look around all the bottles. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting because there's so many I haven't <clears throat> seen before, and like you know, even just having that whole section of Bellwoods really speaks yeah. to actually how we highly you think of Bellwoods. We, we started drinking Bellwoods before they had actual labels. There yeah. was just like the generic label with a little tag at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Because nice. you know, music scene, people from Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, right. Bellwoods like the first year they opened. Right. And. When uh, <clears throat> I went to play in Toronto with my band, going to Bellwoods, yeah, buying straight away everything, everything they have, they have. <laughs> like, everything they have. He's playing in Toronto. I'm in Vermont, and like we show up at the apartment, and there's like 200 beers just and coming. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy sometimes. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> it's kind of part of the fun. I feel you like know, they're chasing it's the fun. You want to make better beer? Try what's out there. Get acquainted with everything that's. That's out there. Being right? made out there and just get ideas and try to, you know, if you're drinking better beer than what you're brewing, it's just gonna get better because I want to get to that result. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, how can I do this my way? Right. I because, you know, it doesn't, if you want to do something like Treehouse, you don't want to taste like Treehouse because you're going to be a ripoff of Treehouse. Yeah, it's boring. But you want to do something similar that's going to be Your own different. Your twist yeah. on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if we're doing a New England IPA, even if Drell is doing that, we're not going to do that, but we're going to do something that's going to go yeah. that way. Right. On your own standards. Right. Yeah. That's dope. I like that a lot. Um, I want to get into the lightning round. Which might not be lightning with, oh, with Max's round. This is Max's round right here. <laughs> so there's a bunch of short questions. Quick answers. You can answer quick. You can answer long. So the first question is, what's your guilty pleasure beer? So that is a beer that you'd be embarrassed to admit to each other that you like, maybe. 
<laughs> so can that's you give an example? Question. That, that's a, that's too, too much of a good question. I don't think we have any. We drink the same thing. Sometimes, sometimes I like a good pilsner that you don't really like. Right. But a good, yeah. well done pilsner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How do they say about Kolsch? Which is basically pretty much this is closer. So y'all ain't saying like, like you, you know you, you go to you go to a restaurant that's like disconcerting from Dussel blah blah blah. But then oh, there's something that calls from Dussel. I'm like yeah, I feel like a calls. So you get that okay. So it's not like anything like macro. There's no like macro. No, no, that's yeah. What when I I drank half of a Paps the other day. What? And that was the first time I drank macro in years, and I didn't like it. <laughs> what? Good. When I jam with my band, we're actually buying some paps or something because it's like it's a twelve pack each jam, so right. twelve pack of microbreweries. It's kind of yeah. Let's get more serious. I do like once in a while a Labatt Fifty. See, there you go. That's Scott's one too. So there you go. Well, said, I, I, it's not like it's good. like I it's good. Yeah, it's not like I never gonna go out and buy some if I'm a sh- am in a shitty bar with no choices and just like that fifty. It was supposed to be lightning. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then I'm just gonna say if there's no craft beer and there's like that fifty, I'm gonna take that. Okay. Accept. Yeah. What would be the beer you would decline under any circumstances? So if you went to a friend's house and they're at a barbecue, you brought no beer, which is unlikely, but say if you did and they've only got one type, like, is there a certain beer with someone? Hey man, you want to cause light? You're like, oh no, I have water, man. Like, a rouch. <laughs> what is it? What is it? A rouch beer. Oh, yeah. really? Like the smokes? The smokes? smoke beer. Yeah, I might do those either. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah? Yeah, but you guys are just uh, such fucking beer nerds. It's awesome. You even got no like, uh, like oh, I wouldn't have a bud. Or no, but well, I was gonna say bud visor because I, I, I think a glass of water is better. But uh, Agreed. Agreed. yeah, Roush, uh, Roush, just can take it. Anything like, uh, like with a really smoky Scotch bow H. Yeah, anything Pete, too smoky. Pete where, smoke. where, uh, where, yeah, I'm not like. <laughs> We used to have fun and take like slow mo video of a reaction taking a, a sip of anything like, like really smoky. Yeah. It was like, just like. <laughs> we, 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 know this. we don't like it. Uh, I love think, it in food, it in beer. Right. I think I, pre- I prefer cheap macro beer than all smoked beer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good answer. <laughs> smoked beer. Okay, on the opposite side, what's your favorite style overall? I think we pretty much know. Lambic. <laughs> Lambic. Lambic and Tart Saison. Tart Saison. Good one. Uh, least favorite beer staff, said the Roach. Rouch. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys are easy. This is actually lightning round for once. Rightly. Desert Island beer. So if you had to go on a beer, uh, go on a beer. Wow. Is that kind of, I've been <laughs> if you can go eight, on eight, a beer, you go what on a beer. would it be? <laughs> well, if you were stuck on a desert island, you could only drink one, not style, but like. One, one, like you know, an beer. alchemist heady topper. Like, what what beer would you be able to drink forever? I'm stuck there forever with the same beer. Like, it's not like every week I get a shipment, right? No, not every. Well, of the same beer, every week you get a shipment on this desert oh, island. Every week I get a shipment, so it's always fresh. Sure, sure. Mm. <laughs> no one's that, that's the difference, you know. I'm gonna taste. 10,000 gooses, so they're gonna, so you're gonna, have some they're gonna age well, you know? In 20 years, I can still drink it, it's fantastic. 
But if it's mm. gonna age well, oh, that's a tough one. It's maybe don't have to age. Maybe some trillium double dry up. If it's yeah. in every week, maybe some... every week. Let's just say that we haven't said that. No one's ever Go. asked that. So let's I, say yes. No, I I think I'd say the best passage I had of Saison's family from side projects. Such a fucking amazing meal. Or Oak Theory from Casey. Mm, so, so close to Lambic. So yeah. close to Lambic. But in the end, I had to say Lambic. Either way, some sort of Lambic. I'll have some Lambinus every day of my life. Yeah. You can see also Lambinus. All right. Sure. L- Lambic, but uh, some ups in the. That's why I think I'd say. Well, it's a desert island, so I would say it's mostly hot. Uh, I think that's why I'd say. Uh, but not say, like say from Side Project. It's. Yeah. it's it's so balanced, yet there's oh, there's some body going on. Yet it's sour. Yet it's a little bit saison. Yet it's oaky. It's it's like everything in a perfect balance. Like the best batch I had from Saison Fermier, which is like batch batch three. I never had batch one. Batch two was a bit of a letdown. Batch three was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beer I could drink every day of my life. All right. The balance of it, and it's not even like the most limited of them. Like right. I had way rarer stuff from them, but that was the one. one beer fresh from that stupid batch was stupid good. Okay, that's like good. you know, I've always been a, a fan of the saisons of Villefranche, which I always thought was like top top saisons, like something I could get by the cases that would actually be doable, right. Saint-Louis Family Site Project would be... And that's from where? St. Louis. St. Louis. Missouri, yeah. Side Project. I, I, I look w- into them, okay? Yeah. I, I wish I could have old cases. Yeah, well... <laughs> Is that really? Yeah. Okay. I wish I could have old cases of some other stuff, but, you know, that he does, like, several times a year, and uh, it's a bit right. like a... It's an archer, it. you know, from Mill Farmstead. Right, right. So you can get your hands on it. Yeah, I drink that every single day of my life. Okay. That is fantastic. So what would be your favorite beer city? Either city, destination, country, whatever. So if you could go to one place, what's your favorite overall? Okay, so Belgium? All right. So we- but Belgium <laughs> is not a city. Well, you can say country. City, destination, or country. Belgium. You can choose Belgium. 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 Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. We're Belgium. drinking Lambics. All day. All day, every day. Every day, that's it. That, that's... Any touristic attraction, we don't care. We're drinking Lambics. We're going into <laughs> oh yeah, we're going into Gerzeria and just and like oh yeah, all right. Yeah, I've never uh, seen anyone so dedicated to this stuff. So this is great. Lambics, yeah, Lambics. <laughs> <laughs> like with some of our friends, it's just like we're talking about drinking beer that day, and we're just the, the end of the conversation is just everyone just saying Lambic. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Lambic, Lambic, Lambic. Okay, we're drinking we're Lambic. Good. That's what we don't. <laughs> So on the other side, what's the most underrated either style of beer, brewery, city or country? Like what doesn't get enough uh, props or um, like, you know, media attention or whatever? I'd say so far, right now in the beer industry, Tommy Chef Wilder from Netherlands. I showed you about uh, from the third earlier. Yeah. The guy's doing uh, Wildales out of a kind of a shed in the back of his house. The guy's, still a, the guy's still a student. That's crazy. Yeah. You have those crazy barrels doing blends, doing... And his beers, 
a bit lambic style, a bit dusty, a bit mirrorly, like with this big of complexity, all spontaneous, and it's really great and still really under the radar. Right. And For now. And since, now we're starting, it up. since we're talking lambics, Decam in Belgium doesn't get enough credit. Hmm. It's right there with Tilken, Drifanten, and then Cantillon. Yeah. But it's open, he's open three hours a week on Sunday to public, so... So it's too hard to get. So Probably thousands of people lining up. It's not so hard to get, it's just people doesn't know much about the cam yet. It's just, I don't know, it's so under the radar, it's so great. Okay. Beautiful, yeah. I like that. Do you have one? But you mentioned the city. Not so it could be a city, it could <clears throat> be either a city, country, brewery, or even a style. Like just underrated. What's not getting the attention now? It depends now on the <laughs> local scene. I think in Quebec. Yeah, I think Sutton is a bit underrated. Right. Because it's there. the The people like it, but they they don't know how's everything. Right. They don't know how good it is. Yeah. <clears throat> for a country or something for real I don't have any ID right now okay that's fine even if it was a brewery that counts yeah um, uh, but but <clears throat> like we mentioned earlier there's a big there's a kind of hype for the uh, half hour on earth yeah but I think they they deserve more than, than oh, the, oh, yeah. what you have right now yeah. uh, I agree on that yeah that's another, that's another brewery. In I, Canada, right now, this is the most underrated brewery. For it's crazy good. Earth. It's crazy good. <laughs> their draft their tart farmhouse, like the Yala Yala series. Before you got here, we're drinking a Yala yeah, Yala draft with Nelson Sauvignon. It smelled the funk. It smelled the funk, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. But, yeah. Like when we talked about, about the collab with him, and was like, uh, you'll see how I do stuff about souring and right in the fermenter. But like, dude, we love your sour. If you want to take like the lead on how you're gonna sour this one, no problem. So, uh, <laughs> you fucking know. love it, right? You know, and that. And then normally it's kind of the. It's the other way it's around. The you opposite. Like it's just like judge. we want to have or Austrian. We want to have your souring techniques. Now we have ours. Right. right now, it's the most underrated brewery in, in all of Canada. Interesting. Clearly. It, in Quebec, I mentioned Sutton because it's yeah. is so clean. Yeah, actually, if this, I think it's maybe because people are not aware of all breadwurst that much. Mm. You know, if you tell someone who doesn't know much about bread, it's hundred percent bread, it tastes like regular beer. And people don't, don't, don't get, get how much is... It's fantastic how much it... it how, how much clean stuff is coming out and it only works with wild yeast. It would be so easy to it's get crazy. some, con to get some contamination, crazy. to get some uh, more funky flavors out right. of some of the beer it made because of some sack contamination or whatever. Right. And it's always so clean and perfect. Just like a Session Abenaki, one of the best Session IP in Quebec. 100% right. Simcoe, 100% bread and so clean, so... Uh, Who is that from? Sutton. Saturn as well. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, that's great. This is, uh, I'm going to definitely be checking out Saturn and Half Hour on Earth more. And this is now the and final Sutton. beer. Saturn. <laughs> and this is the uh, Vortex with Apricot. Yep. That's been aged for uh, 10, 11 months, three months on Apricots. 
It's uh, it's Great the color. most it's the most fruity yet the most sour mm. beer we ever made. Yeah, it's apricot for for days or like Noah would say apricot for months. For months, I don't feel like the apricot's heavy on the nose. Is that right? It's not supposed to be. We feel it. Okay, it's apricot, yeah. apricot, yeah. and apricot. Oh yes, with you know apricot. Maybe my uh, palate's of my nose is a bit. Uh... You want some water? You no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need water when I got sour beer. Oh no, it's apricot all the way. It. Yeah, I think I gotta, I gotta taste it a little bit, then I'll open it up. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like a like a like a warhead candy. Jesus, babe, you need to try this one. Oh, this is great. So I th- I still feel the apricot is just blended in nicely with the sour. It's not over the top at yep. all. It's, Actually, it's, it's, a, it's a rice sour hell. So it's uh, I didn't see know. that on the label. So it means it's um, yeah. It's just, grain. it's just because I did the label before you get here and you're right on it. But no, you see, <laughs> no, it's a rice sour hell. Where is it? Have you someone? Did I, did I, I? Yeah, it says right. I did see that before. Oh, I did. Yeah, you see, see? you don't mess around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a rye sorry. So, you, you know, we, uh, we felt that the, the little peppery taste of the rye would come nicely with apricots. Right. And like I said, I kept some pits in there to get like a little bit more of a nutty taste. And Oh my God, it's so intense. Your eye the most sour beer you've done? Yeah. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I don't know why I used to not like this. Like, this is phenomenal. What do you think, babe? Intense. Very sour. Okay, super sour. <laughs> I don't know. This is this is brilliant, guys. This is this is probably now <clears throat> my favorite. Uh, after the Merlot one was fantastic. The, uh, the mango, the Merlot, the mango, were my favorites probably. And what was that last one? The sour. I think we were just expecting more sours. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great because I feel like I thought I knew. I've had a bunch of sour beers. Like I'm you know, relatively well versed, not like. This well verse, like North American well verse. Okay. I just really haven't oh, yeah, even that, gotten that's the thing. <laughs> all them, or even where, like, um, you know, we're so much, we have so much influence with all the, the, the American breweries and the, the Belgian stuff, the Lambic stuff we drink, that we get our inspiration from there. So I think that's why we're way over the top compared to other um, like breweries. Yeah, but the American breweries are over the mm. top and the Belgian breweries are balanced mm. we made we, we want to make something in, in between ra- right in between yeah which is where like Canada should intense be. but what? balanced right. for sour saisons in the states like I said like Ilfarm said I just I drink an archer every day of my life too no. like, this is that's the perfect balance beer. between sourness and like the, the saisons it's amazing okay. like and like Side Project and Casey and it's not it's mm. not well the the gal is over the top though it's the other ones are more balanced okay they're just there's some beer we we have trouble drinking because it's too sour right and, you know you're drinking Bartex right now you can tell that we no, sour the apricot is in the in the finish in the lingering finish like I haven't had a sip for 30 seconds and all I can taste is apricots I feel oh. like I just ate an apricot. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Do you know? I think because it's a little cold, maybe that's why it hasn't opened up a ton in the nose for me. Plus, I think my smell sucks. <laughs> but like, oh my god, I feel like I just ate an apricot. This is phenomenal. This is up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you he want a spoon? <laughs> I'll give you a spoon. Get, get the stove on, boys. Get the stove on. 
So, um, yeah, man, I think uh, that's probably a solid, like, two-plus-hour podcast. Yeah, two-hour and 20 minutes, Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> we're, um, we're really sorry you're No, no, no. No apologies. <laughs> hey, I was not over. We're going to do some more. Is there something else? Yeah. We always have something else. Well, let's 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 do it. I'm not scared. You, oh. you want to go Kiwi Raspberry style? Oh, you're going to break out the Kiwi Raspberry on me right now? Oh, Lord have mercy. And actually, what's what's really funny about the Kiwi Raspberry one, it's, uh, it's actually on the new kit. Like, since we're... After the two little bash that I called myself the Wild Shack, then we t- took it over, me and Max. It's actually our third batch ever. Ever? So they only had before with like tw- called the Wild Shack. Yeah. Right. So we had the 12th batch before with one of these ones. It was the 12th batch you ever made, right? And this is going to be the third. This has been aged even longer. Oh, yeah. This this batch has been brewed in, um, has been brewed a year and a half ago. Yeah? Damn. Yeah. And it's going to need some time to chill just a little. Let's put it in the freezer with the... Oh, you got the wax tip right there? Yeah, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. But the uh, last... Je pense sur Maxime. I love that. It's on a certain note, because I love that, yeah. That's the last one. Yeah, this one, you know, third batch. Has some uh, residue problem, like the, the kiwi. It, it just has all crap in it. It just became like shit at the bottom. Right. It went to the beer a little. And uh, there's, there's a few bottles, like I said, third batch, eh? Yeah. Hey, so <laughs> And there, there's, a, there's a few bottles that kind of lost their color and their, a bit of their flavors. But it held on. Why did you wax uh, seal it? Just to keep it in? Because you know you're aging it for so okay. long? It was for fun. Actually, yeah, I think wax sealing is so cool. So just you, you remember how they, they lost a bit of color. This one looks better okay. already a bit, but yeah. okay. So yeah. even if we uh, we could even drink that while we're doing the seller video, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure. I'm looking forward to that. So where can everybody find you guys? A- a- um, a- anyway, might have lost a bit of color and uh, might have a bit too much residue, so we can always on the kiwi one. You can always cut before yeah. that if anything. Um, so we can maybe maybe we can drink that one whilst we're doing because I really want to see this seller and hear uh, hear about that. So where can everybody find you? Uh, uh, oh, is there someone else right there? Yeah, <laughs> Max is getting in the way. Hey, yeah, let's do that. Let's get funky. The battery. Okay. Want to take a little break? Um, oh no, this is great. If you edit now, this is like the. Have you been charging the other batteries? We can do this. Well, there, there's this one. Okay. What's it, this one? It, oh, it's just how goes uh, age on gooseberries, dry up with Nelson Silver. Gooseberries? Yeah. I feel like gooseberry beer is uh, few and far between. You don't really get too many gooseberries right there. No, and it's wrapped with nuts and salt. It's a it's a goza. So it's super. Uh, it's sour. Super fruity. It's fruity. It's salty. It's coriander. It's lemon zest. It's amazing. And it's hoppy. All right. What's this one called? It's a goza. Just called a go- goza. Right. Or in English, you can call it the gooseberry. Okay. Gooseberry. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, yeah, this this raspberry, this raspberry, wow, this apricot one, this is this is probably your Go favorite. You're drunk. <laughs> calling that raspberry. Can't even call it apricot raspberry. <laughs> you ain't going anywhere. Get out of my house. <laughs> mm. 
There's three more in the fridge. What are they? Keys. The Kiwi raspberry. Yep. A small saison. And yep. the American pale. Uh, what saison? I went through this one. Oh, there's already that. And, you know, there's always so there's much. There's always something. Us. It doesn't ever stop. But you know what? After everything, I think it's going to be our biggest own brew tasting. Brew? Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be our best, biggest Wild Shack share. I think, I think you got the most bottled, different bottles from the shack we of ever time. cracked in one single night. It's, in, it's it's pretty intense. This will make it uh, 10. There's still a couple more. Like, Jesus well, Christ. You told me I'm down for whatever, how many beers you want to crack. You don't say <laughs> that to us. That's like the biggest mistake you ever made in we, your life. We still have to get three more age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still uh, like in the... This can keep... This can, this can go on for a while. Forever and ever. It, it's the Aqua Direction series. The Tony's oh. Aqua Direction. Yeah. Dr. Rudy's Aqua Direction. And <laughs> the, the, ori- Aqua Direction. the original. Yeah, the OG Aqua Direction. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many Aqua Directions. So do you know what? I feel like we're going to try it. I'm going to wrap the podcast up. And then we're gonna, we'll keep trying. Yeah. Where can everybody find you guys online? Uh, Facebook. Facebook. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. The Wild Shack. Yep. Everywhere. Yep, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Just if you want to send more beer, just send us a message. You can uh, swing by, have a beer. We're good people. Give it a, give it a crack. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can always find us on tap uh, at least once every month, every two months at Espace Public. Which is out in Ontario in Oshelaga. Exactly. Five minutes on foot from here. So if you know where Espace Public is, you pretty much know where we're at. Where at so. <laughs> and it's good to go. Yeah, and there's going to be, uh, like, we're going to be on tap at Sutton, where we're going to be on tap at Vice Versa. Everywhere. Follow us, drink us, enjoy us, and come and share a few beer with us. I love it. The guys, <laughs> it doesn't get any more uh, welcoming than that. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, for the podcast. It's been a great chat. Now, officially, not only it's the biggest uh, bottle share of Wild Check, it's also the longest BAOS podcast of all time. <laughs> so we got two records in one night. I uh, really appreciate it, guys. Seriously, it's been a fantastic chat. I hope it uh, was helpful for the pro- the homebrewers out there because we don't really get a chance to talk to guys like yourselves that have you know deep knowledge of this stuff. So hopefully it was inspiring for uh, the, the folks who are, you know, really looking getting into homebrewing um so if you enjoyed the episode throw us a review and a uh, a rating and subscribe on itunes head over you can check us out on youtube uh and all of course uh, all social media at baos podcast um follow us give us a shout hit up the wild check we'll put all the info in the description um that's it y'all we're gonna keep drinking cheers cheers <laughs>